everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Ungrown Ups Podcast. I'm Ryan, that's Matthew, and this is episode number 69, otherwise known as... Nice. <laughs> the, the 69th episode? That's right. All I think is Bill and Ted. 69, dude! I don't remember the context of the scene, but that's a great movie. That's all I got on that, by the way. Just, that's it. I like yeah. Bill and Ted. It's, yep. a, it's, a, it's a statement. It's, it's factual. It is. The, actually, the new movie was halfway decent. I don't remember if I've seen that one. They're old. And they yeah, got and it's daughters. their daughters. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember we watched the first two in preparation for it. And I don't think we actually ended up watching the reboot or the the sequel. Oh yeah. So I, guess I that's rented still on it the... when it came out. Good for you. On the machine with the the buttons and the stuff. The, the red TV box. Thing. Oh, on the TV. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah. The machine. No, no. I don't know that I've ever used a red box. Yeah, they still seem to exist. Like when I go out and about, like at a Walgreens or something like that, they'll be out front. But does anybody have a DVD player anymore? Yeah, you do. Oh, oh. we have we have somebody here. Sorry, no, no, no nothing no. to be sorry Surprise. about. Surprise! Yeah, <laughs> our, our, our very special guest, Sarah, yes. the stunt driver, is back. Uh, I guess yeah, it's rude to just sit here and not mention it. Or just say hi, hello, hello. Um, you have a DVD player. You recently had a VCR. Yes, that wouldn't take your Happy Gilmore tape. It would take it, but it would. It just do, wouldn't play do, it. Do bad things to it. I'm surprised you still had a VCR. I it it was a hand me down from somebody else. Like I didn't still have a VCR, but oh, you had to get it. But when yeah, Dave and I moved in together, and he came with a bunch of VHS tapes, and I guess <laughs> I had a, I had a couple too. But he has a bunch of rally tapes, and at some point we decided we should watch these, and we got a VCR from somebody who was like, here, take my VCR. Sure. And it just sat there for years and years and years and years, and we never plugged it in or used it. And then we decided... Let's try it, this. It was time to go through the videos and decide what to get digitized. Oh, yeah. And uh, surprise, surprise, the VCR eats tapes and doesn't play them. So. Did it eat one of the rally tapes? Like, screw no, it up? No. Or just, okay. That's what happened to Happy Gilmore. We used a tape that we were clearly never going to watch on tape again right that was a fair enough sacrifice do you remember you had to do the tracking on the vcr to adjust the old vcrs for the tracking i remember that setting but then i remember auto tracking being a thing yeah, yeah. it always auto tracked yeah, yeah but before that that was a thing i just remember having tracking setting and i would screw with it i just remember the various v video cassette rewinder shapes yeah. that you could get the car was the, the coolest yes. one yeah there was yeah. car shaped ones and there were some that were like shaped like garfield or something and it was just this odd genre of electronic device that's very single purpose in its design right but then they gave it some aesthetic to intentionally stand out so you could proudly show off your cat shaped video cassette re rewinder well it's like having a mickey mouse phone right or right something like yeah. weird story i had both the car rewinder and a Mickey Mouse phone. Wow. My I, dad, well, so my dad is this old vintage. I wish I still had it, actually, because it's probably worth a bunch of money. But it was Mickey Mouse, and his hand, like, held the receiver. You know, okay. like, you could pick it up off his hand. Yeah, I grew up with one of those. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. But it had, for whatever reason, somebody had cut the cord. So, like, we, I was just dragging this thing around forever, and I finally, I think I sold it. So it was something. pure just decor. It wasn't yeah. functional. Well, you would, I think you could open it and put a new cord on it, I would guess. I, probably. I, yeah. I never had one of those, but I always wanted the clear phone receiver like i had the, that one too oh yeah, yeah yeah like the con air one kind of yeah it was it looked like a clamshell when you hung up the phone it was all this one piece oh i clear don't know plastic yep, thing that's what i had and oh. then you, you pick up the handset and the, and the keypad is in between the ear earpiece and the mouthpiece okay like the total 
80s era phone design. I remember the one that was like a more like a shoe kind of shape and the receiver came off yeah, that's, but it was that's, that's kind of like that's what it was oh i the way you're describing it, i uh, no, imagine I, a hamburger there wasn't a you know i didn't have the hamburger phone i remember that was a thing too football uh, yeah, yeah with the with the sports illustrated subscription mm-hmm. was your mickey phone a rotary phone no ours was Buttons. a rotary phone. really yeah see that's got to be worth something i wonder if my parents still have it if they do i'm sure you're it's like uh take it to the antiques road show yeah you could be on tv that for sure would be found in all of the retro hipster vintage shops. I'm sure one of these shops down here, if they have one, it's like $1,000. I've already seen the clear um, clamshell yeah, banana shape, yeah. shoe shape phone at the vintage store in Long Beach. That's so weird. Like 10 years ago, I saw it there, which was disturbing because... Yeah. <laughs> your, chi- your childhood is vintage? Well, it's like when you turn on the oldies station now. It's all Nirvana. Green Day. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, which I guess qualifies. But I also worked at a blockbuster video for a brief period of time. Did you know? I did, and it was weird because I think like day two, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna make you the new assistant manager." I was gonna say, I was like, <laughs> "You have management." Oh, oh, yeah, how exactly. Are you? I was like, "Oh, cool, thanks." And I, I was only there for three or four months. And that like, got you what an extra fifty cents an hour kind of I thing. I don't even remember. But it was the the manager at that store was an awful human. I so. almost I almost sent a a. a picture that i found on instagram and it was a spoof post but it was a fake scented can- candle that scented like uh blockbuster and it wow. smelled like bo and stale carpet every blockbuster like, smells the same yeah yep. and i can totally picture what that blockbuster smell is like and so when i saw the picture i was like oh this is my i know what this smells like yeah it is it is kind of weird how you, a video store could have a smell that I mean you can, you can still experience that smell. There are there is a blockbuster left. One in Bend, Oregon, I believe, yep. right? And I've been to it. It was uh it was an interesting experience. I didn't know it was there and I drove by and was like, "Wait a minute." And I turned around and I literally walked in and was just standing there and it smelled exactly like you expect. It looked exactly like you expect and they're like, "Can we help you?" I was like, "I'm just really confused. Like, don't worry, we get this all the time." <laughs> yeah, like I guess people are always just baffled. I wonder if they they're still taking the standard blockbuster card, or once the you know once the chain... they're still running like the old computer system. Oh shit! Like everything about that blockbuster is exactly what you expect. There's a documentary about it. I wonder how much on the rental is the these days. Thing. I don't know. Can you go rent the blockbuster documentary at Blockbuster? That would be amazing. Yeah, I, I don't know. That'd be really funny, though. I want to say that place was actually available on Airbnb. You could actually book it to stay in the Blockbuster. Yes, you could have a party yes. all night long and oh all my. the movies you wanted to watch. Uh, the lady, the lady that runs the store, goes to like Walmart and Kmart, or not Kmart, but Target and whatever, and that's where she buys most of her DVDs. Because they can't always get them from. Apparently, they've got a contract that they keep renewing for the Blockbuster franchise with whoever owns that now. Right. It's probably got to be some cable company or somebody that owns the rights to it. Yeah, I don't really know. It's very strange. It is. It is fun going down on like Friday night to the Blockbuster and shopping for your for your movie of the night. Oh yeah, movie of the weekend. And And then when you'd see all of the the shelf being empty for that movie that you wanted, you'd hang out by the movie. Yeah, by the return. Yeah, hoping that somebody (laughs) would drop it off on their way. Or you'd go, remember they always had the video or the whatever, there's all stacked. The go-backs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, stacked to go back on the shelf and you go over and look at those ones. I was at, when I lived in the Bay Area, 
we went to a blockbuster one night to, to as you do to rent a movie and out front this one had like pillars and like a porta cache i guess you would call it like a okay sure getting into architecture yeah yeah anyway so <laughs> this little kid had to be four or five walks over to one of the pillars drops trow and just starts peeing on the pillar and the mom's just like good job huh didn't tell the kid no was just like that's exactly where you should pee was the kid like two like four or five so old enough old to, enough to be better. past potty training and it. there's a bathroom 15 feet away blockbusters had bathrooms yeah they yeah. did yeah oh, yeah. yeah for sure you spent yeah. enough time browsing movies <laughs> you know you'd never know when you gotta pee i remember i remember in the early days of the rental uh video rental store things there was a, a music plus not too far from my house and the same idea they sold cds and cassette tapes you could they rent? also had they also had movies for rent. Oh, oh, oh. So you I thought you were going to say you could rent a CD. No, no. You, you could rent movies there, and they would have a retail price on the video cassette in the in the plastic sleeve thing, and the pricing was always, like, astronomical. Like $150, yes. $200. Yeah, yeah, but now And I can never understand it, because when you would go buy a VHS movie that was out at the same time, it'd be, like, 20 bucks. Right. But these rental ones were, like, 150 bucks, and I, I never could figure out if it was truly that much money or if that was some sort of incentive to get you to not keep the movie because they needed to pay for the re- the replacement i think it has to do with licensing oh maybe like they didn't own the movie yet because it was like- yeah like if you're gonna rent it out they charge you more because you're making i don't know i'm sure there's some reason behind it but there, there was some period of time i guess where rentals were out before you could buy the movie so you could rent it, but you couldn't go out to oh, the yeah, store yeah. and buy it. So right. maybe that's what it was. There were people like that would lose tapes, and we would like that's car. It's one hundred fifty dollars. I'm not paying that. Well, you're not renting. You can go to Hollywood Video across the street. Get out. <laughs> My the store that I worked at was like the district manager's. Um, that's where her office was. Oh, it's gone now, but that's where her office was. And I happened, she happened to be my neighbor at the time. Is that how you I, got the job? No, no, I didn't know until. I had, I had got the job. She's like, I think we live next to each other because I see you all the time. I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, but I could get away with anything because she loved, she loved me. So I just didn't care. I can't imagine what being a district manager for a video rental store was like. Oh, I'm sure it was just all the politics. amazing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Oh, she was really nice. But the, yeah. like I said, the, the main manager at that store was an awful guy. I, I do remember, especially during the summertime, renting video games. And I think the video game rentals yeah. were longer than the movie rentals. Like you had a movie rental, it was like a single night. Right. But the video game rental would be like two nights or three nights or something like that. So my brother and I would go and rent like a Nintendo original Remember NES. when you could rent the, you could actually rent the console too. Yeah. Yeah. You could try out the whole system and yeah. see if you liked it. And uh, we never did the system rental, but we did the game rental thing and, and we would play. And if we beat the game, then there was no need to buy the game but there were a couple of games that we liked yeah after renting that we actually would go out and purchase the game because of that rental experience i know a guy that won dvds came out and dvd burners became like somewhat affordable he would rent movies at blockbuster never watch them he would just burn copies of them like dude you have thousands of movies but why you've never even watched them because i can kind of guess i don't know what he was doing with them like it's a weird thing to hoard yeah right like okay so sure. stocking up for the apocalypse. <laughs> so now that you've got a stack of video cassettes and a non-working video cassette player, what are you going to do? Are you going to try to find a, a used one at a garage sale kind of thing or just 
We've already gotten another one oh. from somebody who's moving, and they were going to toss it anyway. And it had been in his attic, though, for a long time, and that also didn't work. It worked even less than the one that had been sitting on our shelf <laughs> nice. for 15 years, well, I even mean, though his was a Sony and ours was a Samsung. Oh. So we're just going to, at this point, look at the tapes, decide what we want to spend up to $20 on getting uh, getting digitized and then just take them to the... You just send the tape to somebody and they do it or you have to. There's a place literally work? down the street from me that does oh. it. So I shall get in my car or maybe even walk. I see the tapes over there and then give what them money. Weird, there are still like VCR repair places. You should strap on rollerblades oh, and go for the full vintage there experience. Rollerblade yeah. over with your video cassettes. Hmm. <laughs> the you missed the theme so the the local brewery chapman crafted it was their sixth anniversary yesterday they had their party of the block party and their theme was all 80s and everybody was dressed like mullets and you know big sunglasses and somebody was in their jazzercise gear it's pretty funny you should rollerblade it over there you That's didn't invite me yeah well i didn't really know about it until <laughs> somebody texted me well the, the crazy thing is is like there's there are companies that are making i guess you would call vintage electronics that have modern capabilities. So there are record players now that have USB connectivity. And I yeah. believe there are VCRs with USB connectivity as well. There's record players that have Bluetooth. Yes. Yeah, so you can Bluetooth out to a speaker if you so were inclined. Right. So or you, you can, can lose all of the fidelity. audio yeah. fidelity. Yeah. But at the same time, you can rip the record and make a, make a copy of that analog output, digitize it, and then have it on your iPod or on your computer if you wished. Which is kind of interesting. So I wonder if, I mean, I guess you could probably do the same thing with a VCR, but it's probably much more expensive than it is just 20 bucks to hand over the tapes to somebody else and let them. Is that what they it. charge? What do they put it on? A CD? They will do or DVD, I mean a DVD or a, a drive or a thumb drive, depending on what you, what it, you provide them with. The DVD costs more. Uh, because well, they're, but they're giving you the DVD, I guess. Yes, yeah. and it's also probably the DVD probably makes more sense because it's more options to play it, right? All you need is a DVD player. You don't need like some who knows how you play the other files, I guess, on your computer. Maybe I don't know. But even DVDs aren't indefinite shelf life. Like the discs, like the the optical layer that that, that film starts to degrade, and it's only good for like twenty twenty five years or something like that. So it's kind of weird. So if you go that route of digitizing, you yeah. might still want to back it up. You know, make rip that DVD into the hard drive or something, so you have at least a digital copy. So of, what you're saying is, my copy of The Jerk may not play anymore. Possibly, if you've had it for 20, 25 years and it's been sitting know. out. That's a classic movie. It is. It's a great movie. And you have it on DVD. I do. It's one of the few DVDs I kept. I had boxes of DVDs and like and cassettes and stuff, and I finally was like. I'm so tired of toting these around that I kept a handful of them and then just took them all to the uh, the Salvation Army or Goodwill yep, or something. Salvation Army. I try not to take things to Goodwill, sir, because they are a for-profit, and I don't feel like they should profit off of my charity. Yeah, I don't feel like they do that much Goodwill. No, they are totally not what they say they are, in my opinion. And the stores are gross, most of them. <laughs> totally. Well, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Well, I, in the Salvation Army, I mean, at least they are an actual charity. And, you know, doing and stuff. an army. The name yes. is kind of creepy. It is weird, but I don't. There's, I mean, I'm sure there's an origin story behind it, but I don't know why they chose army and salvation. Ooh, the Jesus. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a little ominous, but 
You're right. I mean, from a charitable standpoint, they they definitely seem to be doing much more in the community than a goodwill yeah. does. I think I've told you my story about I finally just had to drop a piece of furniture and leave it in their showroom. Yeah, when yeah. they wouldn't take yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's weird to me. It's free. It is charity. Take the damn thing. No. They're looking to give the horse in the mouth and saying no. Apparently. If they can't get rid of it, now they have a burden on their hands, too. So Yeah. They would just take it to the Salvation Army and leave it on their <laughs> it would be really fun. Like take take a bunch of stuff from the Goodwill and just drop it at Salvation Army. Salvation Army to Goodwill. Just keep walking stuff back and forth. Maybe they get a little bad because there's a couple places where they're like across the street from each other. Oh yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> the weird thing is, is like around here. I mean, I, I I know of Goodwill donation centers and Salvation Army donation centers, mm-hmm. but like for some reason, whenever I'm up in the Pacific Northwest, I see way more Goodwill thrift stores. Like the actual storefronts, yeah, um, there just seem to be more obvious in the Pacific Northwest. They have like a doesn't good. I think it's Goodwill has like a home goods. Oh, I don't know. Like a, I don't know what you would call it, but yeah, I, there's a there's a Goodwill down the street and then across and a little bit further down to Salvation Army. Interesting. Oh no, it's over there. Sorry, I'm testing. Not that anybody can see me pointing, except nope. for you two. <laughs> yeah, and even when you're pointing, like I don't know where where you're pointing. Yeah, at. over there. Yeah, that way. I tried to describe. Somebody asked me where a bathroom was at the brewery yesterday, and I said, "Over there. Just keep walking, and you'll." And I was like pointing through a wall. Or, I am terrible with pointed directions. Like I know my way around, but if yeah. you ask me to point somewhere, I'm usually 180 degrees opposite of where the actual item or location is and i don't know why <laughs> like you're poorly providing a direction or you yeah like when they go oh where's the mcdonald's and I, i'll point to my right and it's directly to my left oh, that's you know funny. it's that kind of thing like if i can see it it's one other thing and if i was to go drive i would get there just fine yeah but just conversationally in a room and pointing i'm almost always 180 degrees opposite of where i should be i had somebody stop their car next to me on the sidewalk i was walking back to my house and they stopped their car to ask me where the closest gas station was and i mind immediately went blank yeah i was like uh uh it's like a test i don't know i don't know and then don't I realized, you have oh, a yeah. smartphone i don't know man. i mean the guy was driving a busted prius like an old prius but that just seems like it's such a strange thing to stop and ask somebody for in this day and age with everybody having a smartphone it does and it felt like there was an ulterior motive like he was there was something else. Like, the dude was weird. Did he want to ask if you were wearing Bugle Boy jeans? No, I think it was more like, I don't know. He just... He wanted to ask a, if you could buy him five gallons of gas so he could get to his sick sister-in-law. Yeah. It, was, it was one of those, like, yeah. weird deals, yeah. But I was like, well, I mean, if you just go that way... You're going to hit one. Yeah, there's several. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, We're next to a freeway. Usually gas stations are close to a freeway. That's true. But that is a But weird. he did ask for the nearest one. He was out of gas. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't and then, weird. and then I told him it was straight, and I could see him take off, and he went over the railroad tracks, and then he made a left. So I don't know. <laughs> would you say his Prius was a hoopty? I would. I would say that. that is a segue? that segue? Is that a segue, or is that product placement? <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing of what is yeah. to come. So we we unboxed the the game hoopties last time we did the episode, and we yes, were supposed sir. to have Colin, his, whose mouth has miraculously recovered from his tortilla chip eating incident. But uh, he has decided to celebrate his uh, mouth recovery by hanging out in Santa Barbara for the weekend. And so there's not a bad place to hang out, though. No, no. I was actually just out there last week as well. Mm -hmm. So Colin's going to be coming around, hopefully, the next episode. And we're going to get some gameplay on so you can actually hear how Hoopties is supposed to be played. So you guys just chill until the next episode? Yes. Sarah just threw up the 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 west side with her fingers and everything. It was pretty impressive. (laughs) 
Yeah, it is a bummer that he wasn't able to make it, but that's okay. We will, you know, just. You mean move I on. don't? I don't get to play. We can. You can open it up. Yeah, you should look there. I, I'm surprised at the range of specific, like the range of cars they have in there is hilarious. There's some pretty funny uh, bits and pieces in there for yeah. sure. This is this is definitely one of those games where if Dave came down, we could bust out a couple of hands and play because it seems like a, a fun game for people that are into cars. Yeah. Well, I think it's a fun game for people that have a sense of humor. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, it's amplified by the fact if you're familiar with the car, you're familiar right. with the stereotype, then the, the humor is even more prevalent. True that. So it's difficult to open the box. I will say that. There's a lot, a lot of, of uh, suction. Suction. The vacuum. <laughs> well, so speaking of hoopties, um, you ever rent a really shitty car? I have not intentionally but just thanks to the uh the dark overlords at the rental car counter when you have like hertz or you have like the the premium status mm-hmm. of any of the rental car agencies and you get your pick yep and you walk down the aisle and there's nothing but shit boxes left i've had that experience i've rented a lot with hertz and it's been <laughs> some horrible cars um at one point, it was a minivan, but that, and I just looked. I was like, "But it's just me," and like, "That's all we have." There's no freaking way. This is the only car you have. That doesn't make any sense. You're a rental car company, right? But the absolute worst. I was in Hawaii on Maui actually, and I had a Volkswagen, a new Volkswagen Beetle diesel manual that was literally falling apart. Like the thing had a almost a Jeep death wobble. It was a terrible car. I drove for think thirty minutes and returned it. The the worst rental car I think I ever had was. A Prius. Now there wasn't anything wrong with the Prius, but other it was, than it's a Prius. Other than it was a Prius, but mm. it was one of those things where my my I get to the airport early in the morning, and just as I make it through security, I get the email that my flight's been canceled, and then rescheduled for later in the day, and then I get on that flight. Then the connection. Wait, where are you going? I think I was going to Detroit. Oh, okay. So I'm flying out of Orange County, sure, and I think I have a layover in Dallas, and it's just delay, cancellation, delay. It makes this a huge whole deal, ordeal, all day hellish travel adventure, like planes, trains, and automobile kind of thing. Yeah. Finally land in Detroit, like six hours after I was supposed to get there. So it's late at night, and then I have the Hertz status, so I'm able to go pick out my, or you know, I, you're, I'm supposed to be able to walk up and grab my car. So dumb. So I, I see my name, and it tells me the spot, right. and I walk to it, and it's a Prius. So I think it was just like... Uh, Adding insult to injury, yeah. like the 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 suffering through all of that travel <laughs> to hell to just land on a Prius to land on a Prius, yeah. and that I think was the shittiest rental car. It was fine, but it was I, I don't think I'd ever really spent much time with a Prius up until that trip, and it didn't win me over by any means. No, it's, they're boring. Yeah, it's 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 just totally an appliance, and it was beige, mm. so it fit. You know, mm. it was just that, huh? That sucks. We got like a Nissan Note in New Zealand that just reeked of smoke. Ew. And it's like cigarette smoke. Yeah, yeah, cigarette smoke. Tried it for a little bit, <clears throat> took off down the road, and I don't remember how long it took. I, I think maybe just a couple of blocks before yeah. we were like over it. Not spending two weeks in this. Yeah. That's how nasty. how how common is smoking in New Zealand? Because I know like when I travel, like in California, yeah, you see smokers, but like. When you walk into restaurants, they don't ask you smoking or non-smoking. You don't really deal with yeah. the the secondhand smoke 
so much. Not as SoCal. bad, yeah. Right. Yeah. But then when you travel, and I, I've traveled on business trips, and you go somewhere on the East Coast, and they're asking you, oh, smoking or not smoking? They New still York. do that? Not anytime recently. Oh. But for a while, there was obviously that, that gap. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it seemed that smoking was more prevalent in some of these Midwestern states. So I'm kind of curious. I've never been to New Zealand. I don't know if it's... Like in Japan, smoking is quite common. Right. Right? So you see it a lot more. Right. And so I, I'm just kind of curious if... They didn't see a problem with it because, yeah, a lot of people smoke here or they were like, oh, so sorry. What they what they do? Do they get you another car? Yeah, they gave us another car. I I don't remember seeing a lot of smokers in New Zealand. Um, the place we rented from was sort of a budget, uh, like rent used Japanese cars that we imported. Yeah, gotcha. Type situation. So maybe they just had a, a rude, Japanese car, <laughs> a, a rude renter or maybe a Japanese tourist who was a smoker. Um, so yeah, I don't know. There is something bad about like, I mean, I smoked and I wouldn't smoke in my cars cause that's just nasty. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. Working on cars. It was always the worst, especially yeah. when people actually used their ashtray oh. and didn't empty it. It was just impressive. Like, or, or they would have, um, like soda bottles that they would then use as the ashtray. Yeah, right. And so it'd just be filled like yeah. halfway with cigarette butts and, and just the car would just reek. I don't even have an ashtray. Most car companies are actually charging as an accessory yeah. to get the the cigarette lighter and the ashtray. But most of them now, that's just like a thing that goes in your cup holder. It's like an insert. Yeah, right. they call yeah. them ash cups now. Oh, excuse me. And they're not in, uh, not a part of the car from the factory any any longer. Porsche will gladly charge you like two hundred dollars if you'd like one. I think it's probably wrapped like in leather or something as well. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know. I have no idea. There's uh, Porsche charges you for interesting things. They, that they do. Yeah. Dude, so today, not this is like not really necessarily right, necessarily related. Excuse me. Pronunciation can be hard sometimes. It I, is. I struggle with it. So um I went to breakfast with some friends and we were sitting there and like fifteen Ferraris drove by. Of all different types. Yeah. Mostly modern. I mean, I guess newer. I don't know. I don't really they all look the freaking same to me. But uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting that there's a bunch of Ferraris. Where are they going? What are they doing? Through the canyons, maybe? Maybe, I and mean, they were going that way, but yeah. it's kind of a, a... Now, were they just puttering along, or were they all, like, revving and... No, they were just kind of cruising through. All they right. weren't being... It was the guy in his uh, 67, 68 Camaro with a giant blower out of the hood and a wheelie bar that was making all the noise. Oh, yeah. And he drove by, and, of course, he drives by the car that... Because we sat outside, I took the dog, and we sit... You know, there's a car right there, and, of course, he goes by. The car alarm starts going off, so now I'm, like, car alarm blaring in my ear. That sucked, but... Yeah, there's a lot of interesting cars out today. That's the one thing I like about this area is you can see some cool stuff. All those Sunday drivers? Yeah, basically. But it's I saw a Ferrari at a street parked yesterday, too. You don't see those, actually, weirdly, around here. They're not that super common, but... I, I don't know. It, it, it is interesting, you know, with having Grayson being a young car enthusiast, how he just takes the ability to see supercars pretty much anywhere he goes for granted, not yeah. realizing that it's not really all that common of an experience in most parts of the U.S. Yeah, I guess it's just kind of, you live in L.A. or you live in like part of, you know, like Santa Clara area up in the Bay or different Miami. places. Yeah, Miami. Yeah. Miami? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> That's it. The and whole you story. shared it. Now we don't know if it's interesting. Yeah. But now we know. Yeah, I you know. Anyways, well, it's like when I saw the the three five sixes going to that um, concourse or whatever they were doing. Yeah, back in Oak Canyon, Live Oak yeah. Canyon, or something. Yeah, that was cool. That was actually really cool because they were some really damn nice cars. And I I guess they're more common than I thought they were. 
Ferraris? No, 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 the Porsche. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The 356s, I guess, were they all, were they coupes or were they speedsters? Because the speedsters, you can get those as replicas pretty commonly. No, they're all, they were all coupes. They were real cars. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I just, I, did, I guess I never realized that they're less rare than I thought. That's all. True. But I guess, again, being in Southern California, we probably have a higher density sure. of 356 ownerships than in other parts of the u.s we also have better climate so we don't have cars that rust through right yeah yeah that helps yeah and so you don't have you know tin foil that falls apart yeah last uh last week we we're on vacation but the last weekend before we, we departed uh on our vacation we did uh, grace and i did some uh car stuff mm-hmm. so kind of speaking with, with the car thing uh friday before last we went up to uh, newcomb's ranch up off angeles crest highway i'm guessing you both went we did. We went to the uh, yeah. the yeah. good vibes the good vibes breakfast club. And it was not for, together. Not not together. Right. Uh, Grace and I got there first, and then Sarah rolled up. I don't know, probably 20, 30 minutes after we got there. Yeah. And it was my first time going up uh, to Newcomb's Ranch. I'd just seen, period. Just period. Yeah. Okay. I'd seen pictures of it, and everybody you know post pictures. Johnny yeah. Lieberman's always there. Yep. Uh, you'll see posts from like Matt Farah or or Magnus Walker, or other automotive influencers or Mr. personalities. Leno. Yeah, Leno yeah. will be there. So it's it's always interesting to see what shows up and what what occurs there but i'd never been and so we thought hey let's go yeah so grace and i drove up there and i've driven angeles cross highway a bunch for for fun and for work but i'd never driven that particular stretch of the highway and i was going above the posted speed limit but clearly not fast enough for everybody that happened to be behind me and so every turnout i would pull over and let cars blow by me and it was amazing the amount of speed the shit boxes behind me could carry and i mm. didn't even try keeping up because i don't know the road that well yeah. so i'm not going to try to but just the the car spotting along the way was pretty fun uh nissan was up there testing out the it must have been a, a maybe a nismo version of the new 400z oh, okay because it had camo over the front and rear bumpers yeah and they had oh it must be that must be what it right is. but that was the only parts that were camo so it was mostly yeah. naked Body. except for yeah the front and rear bumpers and it had a different uh wheel that i hadn't seen before so maybe they were testing like a wheel tire package yeah. or something um i haven't so, even seen one of those cars are they out yet yeah oh i have not seen one in person at all i the only ones i've seen have been driven by journalists i haven't actually seen any like proper california plated ones right all the ones I've seen have been like manufacturer plated or distributor plated or right. something. But I haven't even seen one of those. But it was kind of cool seeing that going on. They were at a turnout and they had. Um, there were like, a bunch of Supras there too. I saw. Yeah. Like so, on one of the turnouts doing. No, no, with the Nissan guys. Oh, got it. So yeah. they had the the the, the BMW Toyota yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mashup Supra. They had that there. They had the the four hundred Z. They had a BMW and they had something else. Um, the but Supra is going to be in a manual if you want that. Yeah, and I don't know if they had the manual there, right. but yeah, it's supposed to be available with the manual. I don't know if it's hitting our shores already with that gearbox, but I have no idea. It is going to be available, but yeah. So that was kind of interesting. And then finally, making it up to Newcomb's Ranch, the place was packed, um, and it's not a very big spot. Like it's there's parking spots, but you're basically just kind of taking over this this small kind of like a turnout sized right. area on the side of the road in front of a abandoned restaurant because the property is for sale but there's nobody currently occupying the yeah, I space wonder, i wonder if like who's going to buy it and what they're going to do with it because it's been there forever yes and it's been for sale since 2021 yeah 
they were asking eight million for it, oh, and then all. they dropped it down to like just under six million. For, for ten acres and two pieces of of, of uh, two buildings, I guess. I was yeah. gonna say two pieces of property. It's, it's one property, but there's a cabin, and then there's like the main restaurant, bar, shop, and shop, and then there's also like living quarters up above. Right. But six million bucks is a huge chunk of change. But that that meetup was actually kind of fascinating. Like we got there. And because it's not a, a real parking lot, there's no easy way to get in or out. And because everybody's parked every which way, yeah, it's a little tricky. Like we pulled in as a group was trying to pull out. So everybody's just kind of shimmying as close as they can to each other to kind of make enough room so some cars can get out and get by. And then once they left, then we had room to pull forward and actually park in an actual spot. But um, an interesting crowd. I mean, I, I'd never been and it was it was – a different experience than the typical cars and coffee experience that I've, I've been to. I think I've probably only ever been up there two or three times in a car. Most of the time I've been up there is one on a motorcycle. Um, well, that's really what I think it was more popular for is the motorcycle hangout kind of thing. I mean, that's when I've gone up there has been that. Like, I've been up on that road in a car not to go to Newcombs or any event or anything, but I've been out that way. And I think, the, like, the last car I probably took out there was either a Miata or my old Focus. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, so we were there, and then about 20, 30 minutes later, Sarah shows up, and she's hanging out, and then we left, I think, maybe about 15, 20 minutes after you you had arrived. We didn't stay very long, then. Yeah, I mean, if you're there to look at the cars, you've kind of seen them all. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right? It's really just hanging out with yeah. people that you know right. that makes it worth you know spending a yeah. good chunk of time up there. Right. Otherwise, you show up, you look around, you're like, all right, well, I've seen it, and then you just go back down. And And... <laughs> If I wasn't up there with Grayson, then I probably would have been more comfortable hanging out there just yeah. chit-chatting. But the conversations that I'm going to have aren't necessarily all that enthu- appealing to a 12-year-old. So he was just like, ah, let's go. Yeah. Well, um, did you go – was it the next day you went to the Hot Wheels thing? Yes. And okay. so so Friday was the, the Good Vibes Breakfast Club. Yep. Saturday was the Hot Wheels Legends Tour at the Mattel Design Center, basically where the Hot Wheels are El Segundo. In El Segundo, California. So not too far from LAX. Yeah, basically the airport. Basically the airport. And uh, that started up at 9 a.m. And so we got there, and we happened to arrive maybe a few minutes before 9. And they were still loading cars in to the uh, parking lot. So they had everything closed down to the the participants, not the participants, the spectators. Yeah. And so there was a considerable line maybe down the block and, and around the corner. And so we, we just walked over, got in line and waited. And then they finally opened up the doors at maybe 9. Was there an admission fee? Or it's, no, it was oh, free. Okay, yeah. It was free to the public. But I think they just wanted the public out of the way while the cars were still pulling in. Which makes sense. Which definitely makes sense. It's probably safer that way. I'm surprised they didn't have it done well before the the public opening time, well, though. Yeah, that yeah. is kind of weird. And actually. they actually even delayed the start because originally the show was supposed to run from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Uh-huh. And then I guess the day before they tweaked the time from 9 to 1. So they, they delayed the start by an hour and yeah. it still wasn't enough time to get everybody in, in how many, place. Like how many cars were displayed? Uh, a couple hundred. and it's Oh, that's those, actually a decent amount. Yeah, yeah. And, and it wasn't all that crazy of a display. Now, the, the goal of this Hot Wheels Legend Tour is to find people that have built or worked on their rides and that has something that's kind of customized, one of a kind. Right. Yeah. And that Hot Wheels will then turn into a production toy. And there were a handful of those types of cars, but then there was also a large number of modern Challengers, Chargers, Camaros, Mustangs yeah. with 
you know, a, a cheap wide body kit and some, you know, 22 inch wheels bolted on. And you're like, okay, like, hmm. yeah, it, it's a car show. So yeah, go ahead and bring what you got. Right. But for what the event was about, those cars didn't seem to fit. Did they have any motorbikes? There were a very small number of motorbikes. Yeah. Uh, nothing really on display, but they were around. Uh, Matt Farah rode his Vespa. So that was there. Oh, dude. Speaking of Vespas really quick, I saw a Ruckus gang today, too. That oh, was awesome. That's awesome. I love seeing those guys. There were like guys. five or six of them, and one guy on a Grom, but everybody else was on Ruckuses that were all like modified and painted. It was awesome. You I should want- call that like a Ruckus racket or something like that. I and like then it. The, the Grom guys are Grom gang. <laughs> oh, there you go. I like it. I, I wanted to get a Ruckus back before I was a. Back before I became a parent, yeah, uh, Jeanette was still pregnant at the time, and it was like, oh, because it was thirty five hundred bucks. Yeah, they're pretty new cheap, for a ruckus. It, relatively speaking. And I was sure. like, I want one because it's a small vehicle that I can customize, and it doesn't take up any space in the garage, right. and I can play with it and do it. And Jeanette's stance was, I don't want to be a single parent. Uh, a fair point. Yeah, and but so, I mean, if the ruckus isn't really gonna make you die. It's no. not you that makes you die. Well, that's fair. It's the other people that don't see you that, that make plow you die. Well, yeah, that and you are pretty low on a ruckus. Right. Yeah. And it's freaking mean, hilarious. There's though. all sorts of cool tricks. Yeah. You, there's you can uh, there's frame stretch kits. You can swap in because it's a it's a 50 cc motor or 49 cc. Research. I think yeah, it's 49. And you can swap it for a Yuma motor, which is a hundred cc's. So it all of a sudden it gets a lot more power. You can, you can change the CVT so it, it accelerates faster. There's all sorts of mods, and I was look, I was in the forums. I was yeah. totally into it. My old roommate had a Yamaha Zuma, which was a 50 that he'd put a exhaust. This is a two-stroke 50. Yeah. He put an exhaust. I think eventually he did like a 70 cc kit. But that is the only bike, knock on wood, that I've well street bike that I've ever wrecked. <laughs> yeah, I high sided it. That sucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No it's, helmet, no jacket. Yeah, I, screwed I, up ribs. It was great. Uh, the only yeah. only okay, time so sometimes you do die because of you. But. Yes, a hundred percent. So <laughs> hot tip: if you're gonna ride a Zuma and you're doing wheelies, come down straight. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I had and uh, wear gear. I had whiskey throttle on on my buddy's moped when I was like in high school. Yeah, and I just I think I slid. I laid it down, if I remember correctly, but I totally ate it on that thing. I love videos of people that like have never, like you see them on Instagram all the time, but they've never ridden a bike yeah. or a motorcycle and they just crash into stuff. They it's just amazing. The throttle. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the best. And won't let go. <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely. I mean, I've I've done it on the dirt bike where you're just tired and your brain's not working right. And then, but I haven't crashed. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, that's what I yeah. Mean. yeah. It's terrifying though. If you don't know what to do, you just don't have the instincts or right. anything. And then this thing starts to run away with you and you're, you just feel like, oh, well, I've, I better keep holding on to it. Like, oh my god! Well, yeah, you you want to you're focusing on holding onto the handlebars, not realizing right. that your grip is what's yeah keeping right. you accelerating because you have it twisted. Yep. But yeah, so I I would totally do a ruckus or just or, or a grom or any sort of small pit bike kind of vehicle, just mainly for the fact to have something to tinker on. Yeah, I mean, you could just ride it in the neighborhood up and down the street and, like, take it to shows and show it off. Yeah, and so it's like, well, okay, Grayson's getting, he's 12 now, so I got six years, I guess, until that. that oh, man, he <laughs> needs one, too. You could be, like, the father-son ruckus squad. Yeah, I'm sure my wife would really appreciate that, having my son on a bike and getting creamed. So or, that's that's the that's the, that's the the hard part consideration. But going back to the uh, the Hot Wheels event, yeah. so there were a handful of, of, of two-wheeled vehicles, but pretty much everything else was just four-wheeled stuff. And there were a, a couple of really cool, custom, in-depth, 
advanced builds that like every detail was like massaged in one way, shape or another. And the, the winner ended up being a Buick Riviera that was turned into a lowrider. So it was yellow. That's and, about the only thing you can do with a Buick Riviera. Yeah, or a, kind of a rat rod or hot rod kind of thing. But yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I've seen my, my buddies build one all black. Really? Out. Okay. Looks pretty rad. Okay. But either way, it's it slammed on big wheels. They're front wheel drive, weren't they? No. 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 What's the Buick that was the, like one of the early front wheel drive cars? Not the Riviera. No, it was like a Toronado, but that was an Something old. Like that. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah. I don't know. So my brain's working today. The uh, so the Hot Wheels Legends Tour thing was interesting, yeah. and, and apparently these occur at Walmart locations across the U.S., like in different states. I think, but I it's not it was, every every show doesn't net a Hot Wheel. It's the culmination of all of them. Right? Yeah. So every show picks a winner, and then I think there's 15 shows internationally total, like mm. between the U.S. and maybe there's one in Australia and one in England or something like that. So they, there's 15 winners. Yeah. And then I think there's some sort of online voting. Oh, I see. And then out of those 15, one gets turned into an actual Hot Wheel. That'd be pretty rad, though. You built a car that then they turned into a Hot Wheel. That's pretty neat. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's a totally fun premise. But for Grayson, the high was the fact that there was Hot Wheels they were giving out. Uh. So... They had a huge, huge line that we saw. Like, as soon as the gates opened up, there was already this line. And we're like, what the hell is it? So, of course, we just walked to the front of the line to see what they're in line for. Yeah. And it's some limited edition red line version of a of a uh, Nissan uh, Skyline. And it was 35 bucks, and it came in this little collector packaging and with a little flag. And I was what like, do you mean a flag? Like a Hot Wheels flag. It, oh, okay. It's like a pennant, but a little sure, rectangle sure. thing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not. Not for, for that. not for 35 bucks. Not for 35 bucks. So they weren't giving them away. They were selling that them. one. They, I guess it's a collector's edition thing. So okay. yeah, that there, one. I mean, there are people that are serious about collecting Hot Wheels. Like that's yeah. a thing for sure. Yes, and a lot of the people that were in the attendance were those people. Right. Like they were all about getting that limited edition by that 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 car. Right. Um. But they also had kids activities set up. So like, um, they had one booth where they had a little Hot Wheels stunt track set where the car you you pound down on this little trigger and it pushes the car through a loop-de-loop uh-huh. and then it can land in three different buckets like in a line and if you landed in the close bucket you got a sticker if it landed in the second bucket you got a hat or a beanie and if it landed in the third bucket you got a shirt and this was all sponsored by dickies okay so they had a bunch of stuff for kids yeah, yeah. and so grayson went through that line like four times and he kept trying they would to just let you go over and over yeah, because as long as you stood in line, they didn't care. Oh, all right. So he goes through it, and every single time he gets the stick, he, he gets a, a poppet, the little thing that sticks on the back of your phone, because he makes it in the first basket every time. What do you mean the thing that sticks on the back of your phone? It's a little suction, it's a little sticker, and then it's got the little handle that oh, pops yeah, yeah, off yeah, yeah. the right. stupid yeah. things. Yeah. So he wins three of those, and every single time he's like, I don't want it. Because he, he wants the bigger prize, but he sure. can't figure out the... The trick? Yeah, the, the right amount of force, because he's wailing on it, and it's not driving the car far enough right so he gets all pissed off for that and then there's another uh so he just gave up yeah after right. after three poppets he's like forget this <laughs> and then uh then the next booth was literally just a line and um if you were a kid hot wheels had a a table filled with with cars out on display and uh the kid could pick a car and keep it so we went through that line three or four times not immediately yeah, yeah, yeah. but we go through it and then like an hour later go back get how long line. were you there we we got there right before it opened at nine and we stayed we left about like 12 a little after 12 oh okay so three hours yeah and so we went through it a, a handful of times so grayson picked up some hot wheels sure 
Um, and then there was just they were they were selling like Hot Wheels automotive accessories. What does that mean? Like Hot Wheels branded air freshener or oh. rubber floor mats, and like okay. other, there was a line for that, which was interesting because that stuff wasn't of the highest quality. Hey. So much consumerism. Consume, right. consume, consume. For sure, for sure. If I had thought about it and I was smarter, I would have let you use. I have a fully custom embroidered Hot Wheels uh, like pit shirt. I'm sure some dude would have wanted to buy. Oh it. yeah, and you know what? Yeah. Honestly. For the right price, that damn thing's for sale. Because there, it was almost like Disneyland, where you show up and there's those people that you know don't have any kids, but they're wearing like head oh, to toe yeah. Mickey gear. Right, it's all all Hot Wheels gear. Yes. So surprisingly, Tony Hawk has a Hot Wheels line. They just announced yeah, it. Yeah, they like just last announced week. it. I didn't realize fingerboards were a thing. Apparently, they're huge again. And so mm-hmm. Tony Hawk, Hot Wheels is jumping in to compete with Tech Deck, and they're doing. He's got his Tony Hawk line of. Hot Wheels fingerboards. Yes, and the the unique thing, if if you're at all familiar with fingerboards, just picture a a miniature skateboard. It's literally what it sounds like. It's a very small skateboard that you use your fingers on. Right. And, and if you haven't seen one, put it in your Google box. And you you jump. Scale you can do like tricks, ramps. and they've got like rails, and now they have ramps and all kinds of stuff you can get. But the the Hot Wheels secret sauce is that each miniature skateboard comes with a miniature pair of finger shoes. Yeah. And the shoes slide on to the skateboard. Yeah, so it, lock it, on. They lock on so that when you slide your fingers in and you're doing these tricks, you can keep the board attached to your finger, which That's... actually makes that whole fingerboarding thing a lot easier for younger kids. So that, to me, that's a genius move. Yeah, I mean, whether it's genius or not, it's strange. But what's strange to me is that, I mean, there are hardcore, I guess, fingerboarders. Sure. To the point where, like, there's little literal competitions where they're no. judging, like, their skate, like, an actual skate competition. I didn't know that. I thought that it was just a thing that people played with. Yes, but to the point where, like, they compete for real money and real prizes. Yeah, it's a weird, weird That's, world we live in. There's competitions for everything. There's Rochambeau competitions. No, there's there, not. There's Rubik's Cube competitions. Oh, that I've seen. Yeah. There's cup stacking. I've seen that. It's basically uh, anything that can be some sort of competitive thing. Bunny agility. I'm sorry, what now? Bunny agility. Like actual rabbits. Yeah, actual rabbits. That I've On never a, seen that. That sounds awesome. Jumping over little fences, doing little courses. That actually sounds pretty cool. They're chased after by dogs. That. I think there's a high <laughs> jump competition too. Oh, that's pretty funny. Put that in your Google box. I'm going to put it in my <laughs> Google box because I want to see it now. Uh, we were watching part of the West, and I say we because I looked over and my dog's Westminster dog show agility thingy and Ripley was just staring. He was like fascinated. Do you think he could do any of those like agility things? Oh, yeah. Like, they just got to have to get him like into a program and train him or whatever. I don't know how that works. I guess he buy sticks and stick them in the ground and. Oh, I'm weaving it out like those poles and yeah. stuff. There's like I get I get ads for like your at home agility course stuff sometimes, like the tunnel and all the rest of that stuff. But he's like he's gone over the big A frames and stuff. He's got no fear of any of that stuff, so I think he'd be pretty good at it. Yeah, because in, in seeing some of the pictures you posted on Instagram, he he seems pretty good at sitting on small elevated <laughs> surfaces. Yes, he he does. Sometimes I have to put him up there, but for the most part, he'll if I tell him up, he'll jump up on stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He's got there's in the circle over here. There's um, benches in the circle you can sit at, and they're usually two next to each other, and they're the old style benches with like the ornate. Um, arms on him yeah yeah so he'll jump up over the one walk along and i tell him over and he jumps onto the next bench and then he'll jump back off it's pretty funny was over in like jump 
one of the things that he was trained on when you sent him to no, doggy boot camp? No, I've just worked You've on, worked on him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and up, we've done up for a while. But that was like one when he's a puppy. And when he was little, little, I, I got a step stool just to teach him like how to kind of, I guess, be Fit? aware of yeah. his, you know, what where he's at and stuff. And it kind of stuck and now he likes doing it. Well, I don't know if he likes it, but he'll do it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Like, it's a dog. I don't know. It's not like he can be like, hey, man, that was really cool. Is he jumping into your car now? Like, can you open the <laughs> back door and have him jump in? Dude, so it's so funny. So he will jump from the ground into the forerunner. Okay. He will not jump off the curb into the forerunner for whatever reason. It's a less distance, and I just, I don't know, for whatever reason, he won't do it. But I've got to kind of like walk him away and they go okay and then we he'll run and jump in interesting yeah but he won't i think it's because one day he got a little overconfident and tried to jump in the truck and missed by like a mile (laughs) and i wasn't even like he just out of nowhere starts to jump into the truck and fell and so i think he's more like embarrassed and kind of scared of that but he'll he'll figure it out but yeah he gets in i'm it's he kind of uses like the um door sill like the bottom of the door to kind of like you know, so it's not a solid jump all the way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he jumps in. I like it. Interesting. So this week I've been dealing with the realization that adulthood wasn't exactly what I expected. Well, before you tell us why, Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, so you were at the the Hot Wheels thing. I I met up with another motorcycle friend and we went up to um, Glendora Mountain Road. So that was fun. (laughs) I don't know. That's the whole story. We did. Well, although, so I took the 360 camera. Uh Uh-huh. And Ruben and I pulled over at the bottom of the hill. Where'd you uh, mount it? So I have, I ended up taking the BMW and I actually have a GoPro mount already on my... Um, Handlebars? No, it's on my... Um, Bag? Pannier. The okay. The, the like middle yeah. top case. Anyway, so I have this little like, you know, I put it all together and I've got the thing all set up and let me take off. And Ryan's pantomiming some sort of extension pole Yeah, thing. it's like a, well, it's like just like a, a aluminum solid aluminum pole yeah it's like a foot long or it's so. like yeah. yeah maybe so anyway so we're riding and i kind of like look i move so i can see in the mirror i can see directly behind me and it's fallen over so i reach back i put it back up we stopped i get it all tightened down again every single time we go to ride it we just fall over so eventually i was like we got up to crystal lake to have brunch i guess and i was like forget it i'm just i'm gonna have to figure out a better way to do that is it just because that that storage case vibrates too much and it's making the, the I couldn't loosen? figure it out, to be honest with you. I'm not really sure why. So I, it was one of those things where I was more concentrated on riding than oh, yeah, I was yeah, yeah. on. You For know sure. I mean? I mean, that's the way it should be anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was fun. And, you know, it's, I, I, I haven't been out in a, up to GMR in a long time. So it was nice to go out there. The what? beginning of that road sucks. Like with all the switchbacks, it's not as it's really slow and it's not as fun as it could be. But isn't it where the fun is? The switchbacks? Um, they're really tight, like first gear. Oh, okay. So it's not necessarily a fun kind of switchback. Was it traffic? Mm, no, actually, there was okay. not a lot of traffic. Because that's um, usually where it sucks for me is like if, if I'm doing, if I'm on my way out to, um, oh, shit. I'm just thinking some of these back back roads, but yeah. a lot of times it's just the fact that there's slower traffic. And that's where the sun, the, the sun, the fun gets sucked out of it. Yeah. Is you're stuck behind a car that's going, you know, under the speed limit by miles. So I actually take that back. There was a guy in a orange nissan kicks that absolutely refused to get into the turnout he was every time i would kind of had like maybe i could go around him right here he would pull into the middle of the road what a dick he kept putting his hazards on and stop at one point he literally just stopped and i was like okay so we get up to where we're having lunch and or brunch or whatever the hell you want to call it so we're gonna get some food this guy 
fucking a-hole comes up to me and asks me a question about how to get to the lake. I was like, bro, I have no idea. Yeah, like, figure it out. And then guess who I get stuck behind again on the way down? <laughs> <sighs> but this time he finally like pulled over and, and gave me room. But like, dude, I just move. I don't understand why people are so apprehensive about using the turnout. That's what they're there for. I don't think they know. Like, I, I know their signs that literally say slower cars use turnout, but I think yeah. people are just so self-absorbed. And when you got on a road like that, half the people are so afraid because it's got turns, Yeah, right? They don't know what to do. Or they don't even look in their mirror. Right. I, that, that, I think, is probably more of the case. Is they're not looking in their mirrors to check what's behind them at any point. And they I'm, probably don't read the signs either. So right. It's just... Yeah. It's amazing. Like, I'm... I think I pay maybe more attention than a lot of people do to what people are looking at while they're driving because of being on the bike. I'm always trying to anticipate what somebody's going to do. And the number of people that don't know that their neck actually functions to turn in either direction is epic. Like nobody moves their head. There was a guy I was driving. I was in the forerunner yesterday. I think it was and um, driving and a guy cut across two lanes of traffic. Oh shit. Almost took me out. He was a good he would have hit my front wheel with his rear wheel. Like he was not even close to being, you know, yeah. ahead of me. And I honked and the guy like, "Oh, okay, he finally looks." Yeah. And uh, the whole time I watch him, he doesn't turn his head. He's not looking in his mirror. And then he looks at me and gives me the bird. Yeah. I had the same problem yesterday driving back. my fault. Driving back from our our vacation adventure, we were on the uh wow, I can't remember what highway we were on. Somewhere out like in the Bakersfield area, somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a um, two lane highway. I was in the slow lane coming up on slower traffic, so then I was getting over to left lane to pass because I'm not one of those people that sits in the left lane the whole time. Nor should you be. And as I was passing, I was uh, behind a Mercedes. Um, what is it? The GCB, the stupid little uh, SUV. Uh, I can't remember what the hell the GLC. Maybe. I can't mm. remember. I don't know what the That's Mercedes That's like a hatchbacky looking thing. Right? Yeah, it's a little, yeah, yeah. little modern, yep. small, compact Mercedes SUV. And it was behind a tanker truck. And so I'm already next to the Mercedes overtaking him. And then he doesn't even look. And he starts moving over. And he's about a third of the way in before he corrects yeah. and realizes that there's somebody in his spot. Probably because blind spot monitoring was going off on right. him because he didn't look. Some dude in a Tundra the other day tried to merge into me. And I'm like, dude, I'm literally like, we are. Were if you I on look, your bike or a forerunner? No, I was in the forerunner. Okay, but the forerunner is largish. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's size. a thing that you can see, right? Yeah. And he's in a Tundra, also largish, and we are literally our front windows are next to each other. Like that's how far we are. Yeah. I look over to my right and I see the guy. He doesn't look. He just puts his turn signal on and starts to merge. So I honk because I have nowhere to go. It's traffic. Yeah. I have nowhere to go. He gets super pissed off and like starts doing that little like swervy thing into me i'm like, like i'm what? in the lane dumbass yeah, I'm like, what go? am i supposed to do just because you put your turn signal on doesn't let it you doesn't over. mean yeah. that physics and that whole thing where two solids can't occupy the same fucking space goes away that's still a thing no <sighs> <laughs> and i've realized i don't hate people i'm just really disappointed all the time <laughs> yeah it, it is kind of frustrating when you realize just how many shitty drivers there are out there i think just in general shitty people well, yeah, I mean, inconsiderate, yeah. rude, you know, self-conscious. Very self-absorbed. Self-absorbed, yep. yeah. And so, yeah, it, it does just make trying it... to live my life, man. And they were just trying to harsh your mellow, dude. Yeah. For people that live in one of the most populous areas in the world, to be so unaware of their surroundings and other people, it's pretty sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's, 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 uh, 
and on the highway, I guess you see it so much that it, you almost become numb to it. Like you just see it so many times during the course of a drive that it's just, it is what it is. Well, I mean, it's, just, like, it's rad to have, like, I love having an iPhone and I can look at all this really cool stuff and it's all right there in your pocket. But I also don't love that people would rather stare at their crotch and then drive. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, and, it, and it's so obvious when somebody is, is distracted. Yeah. There was one, we were uh, driving up next to, uh, it was it was a guy in a Tacoma that had like the overlanding. Um, Tacomas, man. <laughs> had the overlanding kit on it. And he was in the slow lane and we were passing him, but he was like all over his lane and we couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on. We get next to him and Jeanette looks over. The dude is eating a salad while he's driving. I'm weirdly less mad at that than if he had been on his phone. Right. So that was a surprise because we kind of thought phone. Yeah. But the salad thing, it's like we under. It's like okay, we understand. Hey, you're you got to eat. You're sure. you're driving. It's a but weird choice. Yes. Get a burrito or a wrap. Pick something that you can yeah. eat with one hand on the right. wheel because he's trying to hold the container and hold a fork right. and hold the steering wheel. So it's like no wonder he was driving like an ass. But it's just like a like pull over. Just stop for five minutes eat the salad or just choose a better one-handed eating option. I've seen somebody reading a book. I've seen that on the highway. The That's weird. I've seen reading the newspaper. Saw a lady. Uh, she, I was crossing the entrance to a parking lot a couple days ago. She almost hit me because she was, had a bunch of papers. She was rifling through and I don't know why I've, I've seen in, in traffic. So this isn't going, you know, fast, but this is sure. still moving traffic. I've seen, uh, Women curling their eyelashes with that crazy medieval-looking eyelash curler tool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The crimpy thingy. Yeah, the crimpy thingy. Yep. And then mascara I've seen. I've seen, like, makeup application. I've seen dudes yeah. shaving, like electric razor I've shaving. I've seen that, yeah, yeah. I've seen a guy drumming. Yeah. Two drumsticks. With drumsticks. Yeah. Oh, that's, On, that's like, impressive. the steering wheel or something. What's he... So, like, using his knee or something? I, I can't see. Yeah, that's weird. So, yeah, it, it is interesting to see the amount of, of distraction. Of course, the phone thing is yeah. nowadays... The most common, and it's so easy to tell. Like a lot of times, I'll sit when I'm at a stoplight. I'll look in the rearview mirror just to see what people are doing behind me. Yeah, and you can totally tell they're looking down. Their eyes are down. Yeah, yeah, their eyes are down. So like, you know they're looking at their phone. Like it's obvious. And so a lot of times, I like to see how long they notice I've left. You know, I'll accelerate away and see how long it takes for them to oh, realize yeah, yeah, right. that the car in front of them is gone because they're they're just too deep into their phone. I think I told you about this, but I was going to work one day, and uh, there was I mean traffic to go get onto the highway motorcycle cops splitting lanes like looking in the windows oh, to yeah. see this woman is on her phone i can see her the cop stops right next to her window and just stares at her <laughs> and she didn't look up until he flipped his lights he hit the siren yeah, and she went and like threw her phone and he pulled her over it was, it was awesome but like she literally had no idea he was there oh yeah that's insane oh for sure when you're looking at the screen you really can't see anything else I mean, but is it, the gram that important? It's crazy. I've seen people watching shows in their cars too. Like they put it up on their well, seen, yeah, on, on their the mount dashboard, or something like yeah. that, and they're sh they're streaming videos. Mm -hmm. How is that? that? Like, I, I, so can you get pulled over for that? Oh, for sure. Yeah, watching videos is a, a complete driver distraction. It's a yeah. it's a ticketable offense. And a lot of them are like, oh, it's for the passenger. It's like, no, it's not. Because if it was, the passenger could be holding the phone in their own hands. Yeah. You've got the, it on a mount right in the center of the, on the windshield or whatever. Yeah. I saw, um, I think it was like, it must have been an Uber driver or something. The guy had like three phones mounted yeah. to his window. Like, like, what do you need so many phones for? Yeah, what? and they're all in the way. And I even where my phone is, it can be, it can block some stuff, like where I've got my mount. But yeah. I, I really just use it for um, uh, 
Spotify. Okay. And then I don't touch it. I press yeah. play and I don't touch anything. Yeah, don't I know to. a lot of those those uh, like Uber and Lyft drivers. They'll have the app on different devices, so they can be working one fare with you driving. You know, with you riding in the car. Right. So they're doing an Uber drive, but they're on the lookout for something that might be in the area where they're dropping you off, so they can pick up something instantly. Oh. And so they're, so they're trying to maximize their efficiency. Yes. By dangerousing up their life. And by using multiple phones. Yeah. My life. Yes. Yeah. I haven't I haven't been in an Uber in a while. I took yay, one, capitalism. Took one recently to downtown Santa Ana, which is, uh, there's a barcade there. And they're like big pinball. It's fun. But downtown Santa Ana looks like a war zone. They have torn up half the streets. Like a oh, lot they're, of stuff's they're blocked the, off. Yeah, they're putting in streetcars. What? Yeah. They're doing like a, a streetcar program like downtown Santa Ana. And I don't know how long it's going to be. But yeah, it's a, that's why the streets are all torn up. Because they're putting in railroad tracks to to roll these tiny, cute, retro, chic sure. streetcars. Is that supposed to be a draw? Yes, apparently. I see. Uh, for who? I don't know. But it's a major inconvenience for all those business owners because yeah. you can't drive down those streets and while they, this construction's going on. And they've got, like, because so much it's all torn up and the way they've done it, they've got, like, those plank, um, you know, uh, plywood sidewalk things that they built with railings and stuff so to get from this corner to that corner that i can see it's an ordeal yeah it was it was weird but the barcade's fun mission control i think it's called santa Ana just needs a monorail does it (laughs) every city needs a monorail doesn't vegas have a monorail yes does does anybody use it i think the only time it really gets used is between the convention center and the hotel if you happen to be at a hotel that has the the monorail stop. I used to love the monorail at Disneyland when I was a kid. That was like one of my favorite, as dumb as it is, one of my favorite things to do. It was so much fun. And you'd sit up front and watch them drive. Oh, yeah. It was cool. Yeah, I remember being in the monorail up front. And it only happened like once or twice because we never bothered to wait for the front car. But getting up there, it was kind of a thrill. It's pretty cool. I mean, it is a monorail. That it is. Again, all I've got on that. So going back to the disappointment that I realized that adulthood is Oh, yeah, yeah. You were going to tell us adulthood sucks. Yeah, yeah. No offense, but I think we all figured that out. Yeah, but the one thing I didn't really expect is as a teenager, when you're going through that awkward adolescent phase and you've got like breakouts, like acne or whatever, you're like, oh, I can't wait till I'm adult because that goes away. Mm -mm. No, it doesn't. Because for whatever reason, this this past week I've been on vacation. I've been in Santa Barbara. I've been along the coast with this amazing... Sea, sea, salty air spray shit, and my face is just hating it. It's because you got fresh air, and your face is not used to that. Apparently. Yeah. But that's not something I expected to be dealing with in my 40s, is having, you know, a, a breakout. 40 is the, the new teen. <laughs> but even as a kid, like, you yeah. know, you... I looked at my parents when I was a kid. I don't see them. I didn't see them dealing with like a zit on their on their nose or on their forehead or whatever, just randomly. Like it just didn't seem to be a thing. Right. And then here I am, and it's like, what the fuck? How is this happening? I don't uh, know. I don't think we notice it on other adults as much as it's noticeable to us as adults when we get at acne on our right. own face. Well, <laughs> I think too, like the human, when you're naturally like oh self conscious about it, like oh my god, people are probably staring at this. And oh yeah, nobody nobody notices. Right. Nobody That's has true. Any idea. I but, put makeup on mine today because I was going to be on a podcast. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> nobody can see you. I was like, well, there's you know supposed to be a person I've never met. Oh there, yeah, so right. I don't yep. want a big zit on above right. my eye <laughs> right. to be just like me but yeah i'm also experiencing and breakouts but what i can't figure out is like i've been 
you know, in periods of travel where I was wearing a mask 24 seven and, you know, that and whole, didn't get anything and didn't get right. any acne breaker. Here I am on a coastal seaside, California town. And all of a sudden, like my cheeks are just like erupting. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Again, you're, you clearly don't like salty air. Humidity clearly. has a lot to do with it. True. I, I don't know what it was. That and maybe it was the fact that I wasn't going to the gym in the morning and just sweating it all out. Oh, maybe. And so maybe maybe my skin is like, oh, I'm just producing the same amount of oil as I always do. But because you're not sweating and, and you know, flushing everything out, I'm just going to pile up on your skin and fuck you. I get like, I don't like know. Every once in a while I'll get one on my, like, kind of my chinish area. But I think it's because, like, my maybe my beard rubs weird or something. And then it, like, causes an issue. I don't freaking know. Yeah. But, but it, it usually wasn't... mine are under my facial hair, so you can't tell. <laughs> yeah. Suckers. Which is why I have the beard, because I'm right. sure, you know, there's benefits to that as well. But yeah, it was one of those things that you never expected as a kid to still be dealing with zits occasionally as an adult. But at least it's not, like, constant, like, when no, you're a kid. It, you no, know? it's definitely not like that. Right. And then now that Grayson is getting to that that age where he's going to be soon hitting puberty and all that fun stuff, I'm starting to wonder, like, I don't, well, probably because we don't actually have a paid TV subscription, any live TV, but I remember seeing all those commercials as a kid for, like, Neutrogena, Noxzema, Stridex, Oxy, yeah, all those facial. Do, do they even have those pad things anymore? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm about to find so. out what, what's going on for, like, teen skincare in 2022, 2023. What kind of new technologies there are. I don't know. Or aren't. Or, or yeah, are probably more towards the aren't. Yeah. I thought they got, I think they got rid of those pads because they found out they were bad. They've come up with a lot of new things right. that are gentler on your skin. Um, I know they have, yeah. like, power tools. Like, they have, like, scrubbing, like, powered, like, vibrating, oscillating, like, uh, buff pads and stuff to, like, exfoliate uh, yeah. your skin with and i don't think that stuff works as well as they claim claim it does I, as a female <laughs> i'm not super into skincare other than just trying to keep myself acne free but i have heard about and tried some of those things you know like little spinny brush and right. stuff foreo i think is one of the brands that does it and yeah no idea i've never noticed that it makes a giant difference i just uh Figured out the routine that works for me, and now I just stick to it. But when the weather changes, like it has recently, it's been pretty humid here right. and warmer. I'm I'm breaking out now, also, yeah. and it's real jarring when you get a, a period of um, clear skin for a while, and then suddenly it's like bam, like three huge zits. You're like, come on, what the hell? Yeah, and that's basically what it, it, that's what this last week has felt like. It's yeah. just like everything was fine for years, seemingly, and all of a sudden this week it's like, ha ha. <laughs> it's just like, ah. Oh. Camping always gets me. Uh, yeah, it makes sense because I mean you can't stick to the normal skincare routine or being able to clean your face as often as you'd like. Or yeah, it's it, a lot harder. Yeah, I if I can't wash my face with soap and water, it does not respond well. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and maybe that's what the whole thing was set off is just you know the random hotel toiletries or you know the, the face. Do you soaps. don't you don't take stuff with you? We take some stuff, but not everything, just because we know that you know the hotel has. Yeah, yeah. Hotel soap and shampoos, though, are usually shitty. Yeah, Depending on the, the quality of the hotel you stay at. That's fair. So if you're staying at a fancier place, then the product is also fancier. But if you're staying at like a, a, a Holiday Inn Express or something like that, then, yeah, you're getting like a bar of soap I in mean, a little plastic bag. Then again, I take, you know, like uh, Castile, that whatever that stuff is, that Dr. Bronner soap, and I not only wash my body with it, I wash my clothes half the time. So what the fuck do I know? Like, if I'm on a moto trip, yeah. I walk into the shower in my base layer because oh. it all dries really fast, and I'll just either soap it up or 
whatever, and then, yeah, it's good to go the next day. Convenient. Nice. Yep. I like it. And it, <laughs> and it smells good. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. I yeah. mean, if it works and it smells good, then you're, you're good to go. You know, as long as we're talking about self-care, I got a haircut. It's been over a year since I've gotten my haircut, and I just got my, my friend's wife did a little trim for me. She added layers. She didn't add layers. No, we just did just like clean it up a little bit. Okay. And then you're wearing a hat, so really this I this is not really a convincing talk. <laughs> no. And then she this was on Thursday. Uh-huh. She ju- she got out the hair dryer and the round brush. Oh, she she blew you out. She did, and it was awesome. Did you I've never like had fa- that before? Fabio looking hair, just no. Like all it was silky. pretty. It was pretty amazing though. Where are the pictures? Uh, I have a picture. I'll show you later. Yep. It was. Uh, <laughs> It was pretty great in the night. So I haven't, I mean, so, I yeah. didn't wear a hat for like two days. Are you going to get a, a round brush and a blow dryer No, now? sir. I have a blow dryer, but it's covered in grease in the garage because I. it was either buy a real heat gun or buy a $20 Amazon hair dryer. Oh, to remove that. some stickers or something? Yeah, it was to do, I think I originally bought it to take the reflectors off the forks on one of my motorcycles. Nice. Yeah, because I don't like them. They look goofy, except the BMW has them because the BMW is goofy as it is. So you guys ever discover like a, a food that you haven't had in a while and then just realize you got to have as much of it as you can? Like a maybe like a craving or some sort of like, oh, man, that's good. I want more. Sometimes. So for whatever reason, it started like a couple of weeks ago. Jeanette got onto a, a birria kick. Mm. Uh, and so. Birria is so good. Yes. And we'd had it from time to time, but for whatever reason, like, we're kind of now obsessed with it. Well, but it's also kind of the big hip thing right now. Like, they're opening birria places, like, left and right, I've noticed. And so while we were on this kid-free adventure, while, while Grayson was at summer camp last week, we went to Santa Barbara, and we went to Arroyo Grande, which is a little bit farther north, but a- along the coast. And uh, we hit up some spots that specialized in birria. Mm-hmm. And one of them was the best place ever. And if I lived in Santa Barbara, I would take all of my out-of-town guests to this spot. It's called East Beach Tacos and Batting Cages. I'm sorry. <laughs> that sounds amazing. It was awesome. Did you do the batting cages? Yes. Oh, that's perfect. So we we, uh, we get into town a little early. And before we can check in the hotel, we're like, all right, let's get some lunch. We'll kill some time. And Jeanette's like, oh, there's this place right up on... Uh, Milpas, it's just right up the street. And so, okay, so we turn, go down. It's right by the 101, and it's East Beach Tacos. And I pull into the parking lot, and it's a tiny, tiny parking lot, maybe 12 spots. Uh And at the end of the parking lot, there's batting cages, and they're called East Beach Batting Cages. And so when you get out, the the taco stand is basically, it looks like a shipping container. Right. And... There's a line, and then once you get past that line, like the shipping container is the first thing you see. The other shipping container for the batting cages is past it. So we realize they're owned and run by the same people. And so we ordered. Can you uh, do one tab? I don't know. We didn't. We Because no, okay. you had to pay separately because there was two different cashiers. So we, we ordered our, our tacos, and they had birria tacos, of course. Um, and they had a bunch of other like really awesome. They had like poke bowls and like a, a quite elaborate Interesting. menu for a what looks like a hole-in-the-wall taco shop. Uh-huh. But amazing food. And then, of course, as we're eating, we're watching people in the batting cages. We're like, oh, we're totally doing that. And a batting cage token was three bucks, I think. And it got you like 20 pitches. I don't know if that's good or bad. It was, for what it was, it was fine. And Jeanette, to my amazement, had never, ever been inside a batting cage before. Really? I don't know how. Have you ever gone to batting cages there? 
No. Ooh, it's so much fun. It totally is. It's fun, but it's also frustrating. It can be frustrating. Yes. Yeah. And and so we uh, we each got a token, and then they had slow pitch softball uh, as an option. So we figured, okay, we'll start. We'll do we'll do that for Jeanette. Yeah. And I totally forgot that slow pitch. It's hard. Is a huge lob. Like the ball right. goes so far up, and it's this rainbow arc yeah. till it crosses the plate. That's and harder to hit. It seems it's more awkward. Yes. Yeah. Because you're looking up at the ball trying to, to figure out when it's coming back down. Right. But for her first time in the batting cage, I want to say Jeanette hit probably close to half. That's pretty good. Of the balls, which yeah. I was impressed with. And then uh, I was like, all right, I'll do it. And then I got into the just, I did, they had different cages based on speed. So yeah. they had 40 all the way up to, I want to say 80 or 90 mile an hour um, baseball. Yep. I just did 40 because that. I haven't been in the batting cages in forever. And even that's not easy. And it wasn't easy only because the 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 batting cage machine makes you think it's all smart and advanced because you can adjust the pitch height. But oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. That's really just a joke because you adjust the height, and I like the ball, you know, basically mid level. Sure. And they were above my head, uh, below my knees. Like the pitches were. Oh, it just wasn't all, a very. Oh, yeah, 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 it wasn't a very accurate pitch. So. Out of 20 pitches, I nailed three, like solid contact on three, and then tipped four. And then the rest, I just whiffed because they were all over the place. I haven't been to the batting cages in a long... Well, I mean, I've been, but I haven't actually gone into the batting cage, gone with my, my nephew yeah. and whatever. But uh, to the birria thing, there's a place down the road here that has birria ramen. So they take instant mm. noodle. And, and that's what started is Jeanette saw in yeah. an Instagram thing about beery ramen. So, so we made good. some at home. Yeah. And it was that. good. You what? I want to eat that. Yeah. It's solid. You'll have to share the name of the restaurant. I might have to go pick some up and bring some home. I will. I'll have to remember what How it's called. How did you make it at home? Uh, just Jeanette made, uh, we had like a bunch of different uh, noodles. I think she used like a glass noodle and did like a, a spicy um, broth base. And then. Um, Trader Joe's has packaging uh, has packaged birria. Yeah, and I've uh, heard it's beef. pretty good. And it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you have to go to a Trader Joe's, but other than that, right. it's fine. Other than the parking hassle, it's it's yeah. fine. And so we made it at home, and it was pretty good. But I I kind of want to try it at, at a, a restaurant yeah. at a place that this is their main yeah. dish. But on this on this week long kid free adventure, I think we had birria three, maybe four times. We had a, a birria grilled cheese. Oh, that mm. sounds good too. Uh, a birria quesadilla. And then two different birria tacos at different spots. Do you like queso birria? Like uh, the yes. Tacos? Yeah, that's yeah. Good. that's the good stuff. Yeah. There's and a new taco place. Um, I don't know in Tustin, but it's uh, it's really it has really good. But birria the, too. the the strangest thing is, is Jeanette's personal pick for birria was El Pollo Loco. Huh? A couple months ago, they were doing a trial run. They they had birria tacos on the menu, and I don't know if it was just a a SoCal thing. Like at local Southern California El Pollo local locations or whatever, but she got it like two or three times, and now that we've been getting it more at different places, she still says that the El Pollo Loco ones were some of the best ones she's had. That's weird. Which is weird, yeah. thinking that well, they specialize in chicken. That every time I think like, oh, I'll go eat El Pollo Loco, I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it? I don't know. I don't like it. Really? I don't like it. Huh. There used to be a place called Charo Chicken that was yes. awesome. Yeah. That place was really good. But I don't I do not care for El Pollo Loco. I don't mind El Pollo Loco. We'll probably have it like maybe once or twice a month. Hmm. The only thing that the only problem that we have with El Pollo Loco is we've learned our lesson to never go through the drive-thru because they have the worst accuracy 
oh. on a drive through order. Like, they'll, they'll forget the side. You get somebody else's food. They'll forget the entree. Yeah, like, you'll order, like, six items, and one will be completely missing. Hmm. And so, since we've just been ordering um, for pickup inside, because you can obviously check the order <laughs> before right. you bail, yeah. it's been spot on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Their chicken just doesn't taste good to me, which is, I guess, I'm the contrarian. So the other highlight of our kid-free adventure was I finally got my Lego DeLorean set. Yeah, you found it, I'm guessing, at a store. Yes. So I'd been trying <laughs> to... Stupid. Of course yeah, that's where Of course that's where I get it at a store. <laughs> Some guy, back of his car, right. on the side of the road. Yeah, you'd be surprised. So I, I, there's actually a Facebook group, and I don't go on Facebook very much, but there's a Facebook group all about Lego investing. And these people are like the douchiest people. Like, I bought 15 of these sets, and I'm going to hold it for five years. Like, well, it's like the people that go to the Hot Wheels, like the adults, and then just clear off the shelves so the kids can't find anything because mm-hmm. they buy every single one that exists. And not just one, but multiples yeah. of each. Right. And um, so I signed up for email notifications when this Lego set was going to be back in stock. Did, so, did you ever end up getting an email? No. I want to say the set went on sale like in March or April. Something like that. Like spring of this year. And I signed up. Lego had to discontinue the email notification because tens of thousands of people had signed up for email notifications and they couldn't keep up. So they just turned off. So at some point you weren't even going to get notified because they couldn't keep up with the demand. And apparently it was back in stock for like a brief week and then it was sold out again, but I never got the notification. So I've been looking around and for whatever reason, I just did a Google search Lego and the set number is 10,300. So I, I look it up and I, I hit the shopping tab and Barnes and Nobles carries it. The bookstore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barnes and Nobles yeah, carries Barnes it. Barnes and Nobles carries carries logo. Yeah. Lo- lo- Lego. But they're also, from what I understand, more expensive. That's what it was. It was 199 bucks yeah. for the DeLorean set, but on Lego's own website, I want to say it was 169. Right. So it was a thirty dollar premium. Did they price match? No, Barnes and Noble doesn't price match, but remember how we had talked about Lego increasing their pricing? Yes, sir. Barnes and Noble didn't. Lego did. Lego bumped their price up to 199 bucks. Yeah. So on August 1st, I checked the Lego website, and it showed that the Lego that set was still sold out, uh-huh. and it was now 199, which was the exact same price that Barnes and Noble was selling it for. So meaning, oh. if I had gotten the email from Lego, I would have had to pay 199 for it. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, right. And so okay, Barnes and Noble has it. Well, I'm in Bakersfield. Let me go see if the local one has it in stock. Sure as shit, they have it in stock. That's cool. So it was a mile from where we were staying. So we drove over and picked it up. And and for all those people who know where Bakersfield is, the only reason why we were staying there is because you went to the Buck Owens Museum. No, that was closed. At least last last year we were out there and it was closed because of the pandemic. But right. uh, Woodward West is up in Tehachapi, California. Bakersfield just happens to be the closest major city. In uh, major, major? Yeah. in air quotes, it's it's a city. Yeah, and uh, if you so, find yourself in Bakersfield, leave. Yeah, we stayed there just for the first night, and <laughs> then the rest. Yeah, yeah, and then the rest <laughs> of the adventure was spent along the coast. So, so that, did you build it yet? No. So oh, you're after in for a treat, after I uh, get the hell out of here, yeah, I'm going home, and then Jeanette, I got her the Creator Lego succulent set. So it's like oh, a yeah, floral yeah. arrangement, yeah. but it looks like succulents. They're so doing shit. a lot of the flowers now. Yes. Which huh. is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I got her the Bird of Paradise set like a couple of months ago. Right. And then so I got her the succulent set because I got it for her because Grayson and I were going to be, oh, when we were doing our Pikes Peak road yeah. trip, I figured she needed something to do. 
she found plenty of other things. To I'm do. sure. <laughs> but anyways, so we have we have these two sets, and so tonight we're gonna get our build on. That'd be fun. It's a good. It's a fun build, and the way the wheels work is really cool. Have you seen somebody build a DeLorean? That one that's on the shelf. Oh, you bastard! Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, I built the the Back to the Future two version of it, which is the best one. I think so. With the Mister Fusion on the back, it even comes with a banana. I didn't realize you had it, can. asshole. I swear to God, I've talked to you about this. I, don't, I swear you've seen it. I, I with didn't your eyeballs. Register. Yeah, it was uh, the hair that was distracting me. Right. It is. Uh, the minifigures are good. It's a good build. It's the. It, what is kind of a bummer about it? The doors are they weigh too much, so they won't stay open on okay. their own. But the way they did the flux capacitor is a light up. Oh, right. It's got a light brick behind it, and the way they did the actual like button for, is really cool. From what I can see, there doesn't seem to be much stickers, which seems good. There's a few. Like the DMC part looks like it's just silk screened. The the branding on the front. Bumper, I don't or, recall, or in the in the front grill. At least looking at the retail packaging, I haven't yeah, unboxed yeah, yeah. it yet. The so. license plate's a sticker, which yeah. is annoying. Why are the minifigures not scaled to the car? That's a good question. They had a version that was minifigure, like that minifigure size, but they're doing set. yeah, they're doing a lot of stuff now that's not minifigure size. But some some of these sets are like the collector sets will come with um, minifigures, like the Bat Mobile and all that stuff came with minifigures, but they're also not. Scale to scale to yeah, 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 and even there, I picked up the um, oh, dude, what's that thing? The James Bond Aston Martin, okay, the little speed champion set. Yeah. And I saw some pictures of some folks that were complaining because they print they screen printed the grill, but they printed it upside down. So, like, oh. there's a bunch of people with Aston Martins that have a wonky grill, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. That's another big thing that people are super into is misprints and collecting Lego misprints and minifigures, bizarre. I mean, it's not bizarre. I get it, but I'm not into it. Are they into it because of the investment angle? Uh, people people sell. They'll buy misprints for a lot of money. Because Grayson's got a couple of like Hot Wheels sets where there's just like a, or not sets, but Hot Wheels in the packaging where there's like a, a weird flaw. Like the front wheels and the back wheels are different. Uh-huh. Like just manufacturing errors and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Are I'm, those sure, were, I'm sure they're worth something. Maybe. Yeah. But I have no idea. And we don't really care enough to look, but he right. still has them just because he thinks they're cool that they, they messed up and sure. it's in the retail packaging. Sure. Sure. I'm Are you a Lego builder, Sarah? Not by a uh, regular hobby or Not anything. by trade. <laughs> <laughs> we did uh, on a Christmas trip with some friends. One of them had the um, Saturn V kit. And so all of us would take turns doing that as just like a, you know, we're all uh, hanging out in the condo over the holidays. It's kind of like a puzzle. Relaxing just, activity. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, they're fun. I enjoyed it. There's um there's a couple sets that they've done where they're like the Stranger Things set, the house, it's two separate sets of directions so that you could in fact like build with somebody else. Cool. And they've done sets like that where they're kind of designed almost to be two people and my dog can't do Lego so I have to do it all myself. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Is, I have no friends. I, I might do it more if I didn't just want to fill my house with completed Lego sets. I've already got enough stuff right video cassettes you should get the you should get the succulent one though that would actually make sense yeah maybe when some of my living house plants finally croak when i am unable to take care of them in the manner that they deserve um maybe i'll do that so you and dave have had some big news recently because your car collection is one fewer yeah you've reduced the uh the fairfield collection by 
one? Well, it's the Coleman collection. The Coleman yeah. collection. <laughs> the Coalfield collection. It, it is all. It's a little weird that, that one went out and nothing replaced it. Yet. Yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How close is a replacement? Not imminently close. Right. Um, it's not to say I haven't been looking and wanting already. Right. But is the is the brat not going to come down and take its place? No, no. The brat's never coming. Because the brat was another project that... I forgot you guys had, but it, it was only because you guys don't have it at your house. It's somewhere else. Yeah, it's in Santa Cruz at our other race teammates' house. And the, the Brat Project was, you guys were rotary swapping it? or No, it was going to be a mid-engine Lexus 1UZ rear-wheel drive. That sounds like a completely easy bolt-together, yeah. <laughs> exactly. do-it-in-a-weekend kind of adventure. Exactly. Also. That's why it's still there 12, <laughs> 12 years later um, with no progress on it after the first initial weekend So is it basically motivation. Just, is it missing a motor? Is that where, what it's at? We had the motor. Oh, it um, just needs to be put back together? No, the problem was it was also going to be on a Miata subframe okay. and suspension. And then uh, there was some issues with figuring out how to adapt transmission mm. in that location right. to a 1UZ. So there, I, I think some, I remember hearing stuff about like Passat, um, Volkswagen. I don't even know, understand or know why. <laughs> I didn't really want anything to do with it ever from the beginning. I yeah. was like, this is going to go nowhere. It's, it's not a great gonna, idea. It would have been fun if it happened, but we'd already blown our motivation wad on building the turbo miata right yeah because that took six months of weekends right and this was only like two and a half years later i'm like guys it's not gonna it's not gonna happen yeah but they wouldn't listen so so who owns the brat <laughs> is it like part of like the team kicked in on it or is it just i don't even remember who paid for it and if we all chipped in chipped in it probably got uh, reckoned at some point when we did the team expenses. Yeah. Just put it on with all the other stuff. It wasn't expensive. And I don't remember who paid for the engine, but the engine has since recently been sold. Oh, so okay. So we no so. longer even have it. It's We've obviously totally just been like, yep, this isn't happening. We're giving up. Is uh, the car itself in decent shape? In uh, pictures, it looks okay. It's okay. Like, it wasn't terrible but it has been sitting on a hillside in santa cruz for, Ooh, for the last decade yeah with you know open just open right right yeah <laughs> yeah and it has the um camper shell though which that's is pretty cool. cool it was yeah. blue and white like it was it was cool it was a running brat right. when we got it and then, <laughs> and we, then you destroyed we destroyed it, it. Yeah. it's ran when parked it's yeah. sitting on a partially adapted miata subframe on a trailer so it doesn't doesn't move it doesn't i'm yeah, sure somebody out there would buy it if Maybe. for parts for anything else yeah. i guess but yeah bucky, you should sell it to bucky he has a couple brats already plastic mm -hmm. really yep do you he, have his contact info i do yeah <laughs> he's got a couple brats um he just did i think he just finished restoring one for his daughter or something like that but he's got a grip of subarus and then if i mean i know uh, one of my friends up in She's literally called Subi Gal. I could ask her too if she's interested. Don't you have Subaru connections? Um, not really. I mean, I know some people. Weren't you in like a Subaru ad? Yeah, that doesn't make give me connections. 
to people who want well messed maybe, up Subaru yeah, brats. True, true, but Ryan's connections are clearly much better. Yes, they have questionable choices. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, I was worked with and around Subarus for 15 years, so it's yeah. hard to not know people. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I only know like mainly kind of corporate or agency right. people yeah. who work around the Subaru business and account, right. not like the weirdo Subaru enthusiast who wants a brat. True, true. Those yeah. are not necessarily the same groups of people. I, mean, I was on the, the Venn diagram a, doesn't overlap very much between those two groups. I was literally on the cover of a Subaru magazine in Japan. So there you we go. Got that going for us in a speedo. No, it's a legacy club. I'm driving a, a car that we built. They came out and uh, shot an article about. I don't us. know if you've been following Sarah on Instagram, but she's looking for male models to pose with her BMW. <laughs> I have seen this. And you are a I cover am, model. I am not the uh, right person for that job. I don't think she cares as long as you've got the sass to pull it off. I don't. That's my point. You just get your hair blown out again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was uh, my my friend that runs the motocourse. He runs the Ducati shop in Portland. They've done some pretty funny like dude calendars that are pretty good. That's where the Hello Kitty bike yeah yeah, yeah yeah that yeah. was uh yeah that was a rune yeah um but yeah in his his pink one like a uh, unitard thing that was pretty yeah. funny yep yeah the hell kitty bike you're right yeah why did we talk about that i don't remember i think we had him on or we had one yeah your 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 bike shop buddy came down oh mark yeah mark was here yeah that's right mark has since moved to tacoma and he works at a uh a lot of tacoma references this episode both in the vehicle and the location. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, and if you're thinking about buying a Tacoma truck, please think again. There are too many of them. Well, That's I mean, my opinion. It's just like buying a time machine. You're buying something from like 2003, basically. Well, that's, yeah. The get platform. A yeah. Get a Forerunner. Yeah, get a Forerunner. Is it more modern? Get a Forerunner? No, the Forerunner is definitely not more modern. No, I, I would don't. actually make the argument that the interior on the Tacoma is much nicer than the Forerunner. Because it's been updated. They're different. Yeah. They're slightly different and just enough that it's it's just nicer. Yeah. You guys have a real problem with digressing. Yes. So the car that left the fleet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and you're saying what? <laughs> yes. Well, yes. at least somebody understands. <laughs> Somebody's keeping notes. Yeah. Okay. So the car that left. The car that left was Sport Compact Car Project Sylvia has gone on to a new home. Have there been word from the new owner? since we have met up with him again to facilitate a uh, transfer of additional parts oh, that we did not manage to deliver in the first <laughs> where where is the is he local he's in los angeles oh yeah. that's okay. not bad that's not bad yeah yeah and do you i mean he's pretty convinced that thing's gonna be back on the road huh he is down for it yeah despite the uh the state of the car the rust and cobwebs and disassembly <laughs> Yeah. State of disassembly. Now, is he a drifter or a racer or what? He's a drifter, yeah. Okay. Um, Not the kind that like wanders from place to place, but no, the car drifting. The car guy. drifting yep. kind. And oh, he, he could be both. He did not know about the car. Um, he didn't? No. Was he too young? So, how did he find out about it? We, <laughs> we ran into him <laughs> at uh, the motoring club. Okay. Um, we were there to meet with a friend of Dave's who is helping tune the Miatabusa. Okay. And so we had the Miatabusa there, and it drew a small crowd of right. mechanically weirdo-minded people. And it, one of them was this guy, I guess. And they got to talking, and I guess we found out that like he had 240s. Um, he was a Nissan guy. 
Dave got to talking about the Sylvia. We were like, well, we want we want to get rid of it. And this was in May. Okay. And then we just had so many things happening, weddings and trips and uh, really busy at work for Dave. We let it drop for a while. And then July rolled around and I was like, hey, we should reach back out to this guy and just see if he's interested. He's really the only person that has been serious about honestly been interested and he can come down and just look at it not somebody who says they're interested from across the country right so uh yeah we hit him back up and he said yeah still still down to come and look at it and he was not deterred that's crazy (laughs) for somebody to and i've i mean i've seen the thing so i understand like looking at it for most people would just walk away i think the biggest issue was just the the rust at the base of the a pillars that was, I think, the biggest like structural concern. I mean, yeah. the car had been sitting there for a while, but other than that, it looked pretty intact. It was just the that rust. But if he's caging it, or if he's well, but got- there's, and there's just so much to that's that's a big task for somebody to take on to replace that. And it's just you look at it, and there's it's obvious that okay, stuff's got to get put back together. There's yeah. it's not an easy project at the point. Yeah, but maybe the guy's up for a challenge. He so apparently is. What all was he? missing that you hadn't delivered the first time uh we forgot that we had a little container full of um engine parts oh, okay. <laughs> like important stuff yeah, yeah like valve springs sure. and um the little spacery i'm blanking on the term retainers yeah retainers yeah. and things like that they were all in the barn when we had some pretty good rain mm-hmm. and dave was like on a business trip and i ran out there to see if we had any leaks because the barn was still pretty new mm. and lo and behold dripping right on oh, that no. container with very important parts. small yeah. right. engine parts and so i had to grab it bring it inside carefully dry and re-oil like all the stuff <laughs> everything yeah. and then i set it inside the laundry room to go back out to the garage in a safer place eventually and it never left ah so when we finally did get everything you know, get the the sale going and stuff. We just completely forgot the mm. space that it was there. And then we also found a bunch of 300ZX rotors that we'd yeah, gotten when a friend it, yeah. left a brake company and we had this big stash. Dave is reorganizing the garage now right. that the Sylvia is gone. And we were like, oh yeah, well, we don't need 300ZX rotors anymore. But the new guy can use them. Perfect. I actually have a, I have a set of Eibach springs for a Focus ST. If anybody needs those, you let me know. Just hanging. Did you put your car back to stock or something and then had those? Yeah, and I was going to give them to the guy that bought my car. And he's like, nah, I don't really want them. And I was oh. like, oh, okay. Put that shit up on Craigslist. Or the or Ebays. Offer up yeah. or the forums. The problem is... Then Sorry, you have to, I said a bad word. Then you have no, to no, talk no. to people. <laughs> the hardest part is just pricing something knowing that they're going to haggle. Yeah. That's what I mean. What like, I mean. It's like, so annoying. And, and the flakes. Yeah. God, people are flakes now. Because, I mean, I guess that was the nice part of it, the sale. It was it, You didn't have to posted on Craigslist or deal with any of those tire kickers. It was just, you told this guy word of mouth. He was interested. You followed up with him a couple of weeks or months later and he came out, showed up, gave you cash and you were done. It was amazingly easy. Did he even try to haggle? No. Yeah. That's awesome. Clearly we priced it too low. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, but I mean, at the same time you would try the, you know, selling to your friends on social media and doing the reverse auction and that didn't go anywhere. So yeah, it worked out for us, and he he's honestly excited about it now that Dave has also sent him a bunch of the older articles and the stuff he put on Motor, I, Motor IQ. Cool. So yeah. he's like, oh, man, this is so cool. <laughs> he's got the history. Yeah, now he's really fired up about it. Right. 
it'd be cool if he you know keeps the, the paint and, and everything yeah. puts it back the way i guess it kind of was so to speak that'd be really cool yeah yeah, yeah. it'll be good to see it on the road again hopefully he can is he planning to make it street legal or is he just hoping to make it like a, a race toy don't know oh, okay he's gonna go drift out yeah like when you looked at the guy is that kind of who you pictured it was going to go to i mean no. not that you can tell based on appearances but i mean no. is he like a, I, I in my head for whatever reason he's just a nerdy white guy nope really Mm-mm. all right well that's fair enough are you a nerdy white guy in your appearances what do you mean like me? like, when, like yeah, when do you see? picture yourself like in this nerdy white guy mental picture oh i see what you're saying how um, far away are you from that image or is it no i think like i don't know looks like dave coleman that's a nerdy white guy. Kind of. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. I don't, I don't have a, yeah, I said those words, but there's no actual picture attached. To yeah. It. I think it's a concept. Yeah, I got you. You're know, like you. more than a specific person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cars have uh, stereotypes attached to them for sure. sure. Subarus, for instance, the vapes, the vapes, the yeah. flat bills, the, yeah. um, Volkswagen drivers have, a. yeah, um, a type, I would say, yep. uh, especially black Jettas, Ferrari drivers, yeah. I dare say also for sure. Porsche. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's kind of, well, it's interesting. Like the marquees usually have some type of stereotype, but even but then the you model get into models. Yeah. yeah. And some of those are, yeah. cause you wouldn't say like the Prius driver isn't necessarily a Toyota driver. True. They're a Prius driver. Right. Yeah. Like the Murano Cross Cabulet driver is not the same as the Versa driver. Correct. Who's paid for that? <laughs> I, I will say, out of the the Porsche owners circle, the most annoying Porsche owners were 944 owners. Ooh. Because they were the ones that would name drop that they drove a Porsche more so than any other customer. Because I mean, as a car stereo installer, I've worked on a bunch of cars. I don't care what you drive. It's more or less all cars kind of come apart in the same way. Sure. You know, there are, there are some unique uh, details that are different between the cars, but right. a Porsche is concept a Porsche. Concept concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was always the, the, the 944 drivers that thought that their car was the most important thing, the most expensive thing they ever owned. They freaked out about it and how it was going to be taken care of while it was in the shop and stuff. And it's like, dude, it's a glorified Volkswagen. You're fine. It's no big deal. Um, and it was also fun messing with people that you knew were neurotic about their car by intentionally misidentifying their car so like have you ever worked on these before yeah i worked on those mercedes all the time no no it's a bmw yeah it's all the same you know, it's like that kind of thing my rx7 used to get mistaken for a porsche all the time they're like sweet porsche I'm like, yep sure is the second second gen uh-huh yeah those look like 944s exactly but yeah. i would never correct them i just like yep standing right next to the logo you got it buddy i loved that car how long did you have it for not very long. I bought it, sold it, rebought it, and sold it again. Were the seller so you obviously when you bought it and sold it, and you bought it back from the guy you sold it to. Yeah. But when you sold it the second time, did it go to somebody new or did yeah, it go? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I bought. I, I had it. Just, the, you and a buddy were just selling no, the car back and forth. I had it, and I put like I did a bunch of Cusco. Uh, suspension and strut bars all kinds of stuff and wheels and tires no i just did tires it's stock wheels and then my buddy needed a car and it was like my third or fourth car that i had at the time so it was like i, I don't, don't need, need it, it. Yeah. so i sold it to him 
I think I doubled my money when I sold it to him. He had gotten a bind where he's like, I need to sell the thing. And I was like, okay, well, I'll give you half of what you paid me for it. You lowball. Yeah. And he was like, dick. But yeah. Whatever. I was like, dude, this is business. Sorry, bro. <laughs> uh, and then I ended up selling it for, I think, twice again. Nice. To somebody else. So that's the only car I've ever owned that I've bought and sold twice the same car. And he never, he not, he didn't have it long enough to even transfer the title. Oh, so it was still in your name? So it's still in my name. Oh. Yeah, it was perfect. There you like, go. I like this. Yeah. He so, got screwed. I did he though. <laughs> you know, if you, if you need a loan like that, right? You could go to a loan shark or you could just go let see. me lowball you on <laughs> go your see car. Ryan, yeah. yeah. Either think, way, you're getting kicked in the balls. Yeah, I think the the shortest amount of time, like the Forerunner is coming up on three years. That might be the longest I've owned a single car. Oh, really? And the, yeah, I think the the shortest amount of time I've owned a brand new car was eight months. Was that the F-150 that uh-huh. you got when you came down here? Yep, had that thing, and then it just became a useless, it was too big. There's just nowhere to put it. That thing was massive. So I sold that, and that's when I ended up with the ST. Because I took it, I took the uh, the Ford to the Ford dealer to just see if they would buy it. And the guy like totally lowballed me and goes, well, but if you buy something else, I'll, you know, we'll kick you up 10, 10 grand more than, than that. And I was like, well, that's basically what I owe on it. So, okay. And I had an E-plan, a Ford E-plan. So I just told him, I want that. They had a white ST in the showroom. The guy's like, okay. And I traded it in covered in mud. I was like, do you want to wash it? You guys like, he's like, nope, the thing's perfect. It only had like, I don't know, eight or 9,000 miles on it. He's like, no, it's perfect. I love it. I think it's going to, I'm going to probably end up buying it. He called me the next day and they had washed it and he was livid. And I was like, dude, I told you this thing has spent (laughs) so much time off road. It's been everywhere I could take it. I told you this, like, not my bad. Sorry. (laughs) He was not impressed with the pinstriping. (laughs) Whoops. Yeah. Well, you know what? I tried to warn him. Yeah. He got, no he got what he asked for, basically. Yeah. How, what's the shortest amount of times that you've ever owned a car? Oh, my gosh. Um, you don't I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think maybe the Crown Vic. Oh, yeah. You didn't have that for very long. Mm, right. About a year? About a year. Yeah. I think I had that. Maybe a little bit more. Maybe do you miss two? that thing? No. Not at all? No. no. Did the Crown Vic it. make way for the BMW? Or was it the other way around? The BMW came after okay. the Crown Vic. They might have overlapped Because I remember them both being referred to as the work truck. Yeah. We never towed with the Crown Vic, but we did tow with the BMW 540. Um, we they- didn't have that one for a super long time either. That was... Less than two years. Dave would bring, he would bring his dirt bike. He tows dirt bike to some of our Monday rides with the BMW. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I've never had a car for very short. Like a lot of the cars I've, if I bought them new, I kept them until they were paid off and then drove them for a number of years free basically. And then, so I think eight years. I think it just. Somewhere around there is kind of the expected. Yeah. It just turns. It turns out I have like ADD extends to like most areas of my life, including like cars and bikes. Huh? Yeah. I, don't know. I just get like squirrel, or I get bored. Yeah. Like, uh, it's. 
I mean, I love it's weird. Like it's weird that I like. Well, my as long as you've been able to do it without getting like upside down. When people like buy a car and then trade it on something else, and they're you know negative equity, and they roll that into the new loan, and it just gets further and further upside down. I've been weirdly lucky. Like when so before the F one fifty, I had a two thousand eleven WRX hatch. Yeah. That well, I mean, I worked for Subaru, but I got that car for so cheap that I had that for. I don't even think I had it for two years. And I was looking for a Raptor, but they wanted so much money. Um, this is when the Raptor first came out. Yeah. They wanted way too much money for him. So I was at the dealer, and it was happened to be like model year changeover. And he's like, I have one white FX4 if you want to drive it. I drove it. And I was joking with the guy. I was like, oh, I want 15 grand off and give me 25 for my trade. And he's like, yeah, okay, done. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so that's kind of how that ended up happening. But I got really lucky because I actually walked away positive on that deal, right? So... That was cool, and I've been I've been pretty good about making the right deals when I buy new cars. Um, I mean, and given the market right now, it's hard to be upside down if you if you do it right. I think the Forerunner you I've got offers for like fifty three or something like that, which is nuts. It's stupid. I mean, I I can't I wouldn't get rid of it because you can't get another one. Right. So it doesn't make any sense. But and even getting one for fifty grand is a challenge. Yeah, there's dudes. I just saw an ad. Um, that somebody posted for a it's a used trd pro that's a few years old and they're asking 75 that's insane and they'll get it that's what's crazy that's what i guess is even worse it's, it's one thing to ask right but it's a whole other thing that's people like okay yeah, yeah i'll pay that and you're like what people i mean i don't like who wants one that bad yeah i i, I don't know yeah and then there's a lot of them that people are just put the gnarliest like ugliest stuff like wheels and stuff on them and they're they think that somehow it makes them worth more yeah I, i'm glad i'm not in need of a car like, yeah at this time just being out there and trying to compete with all that additional dealer markup and all these other things that you're being forced into it just that's gotta suck and it doesn't seem like there's an in an end anytime soon yeah like it doesn't seem like it's getting any better it, no, it def, you're right. It Although I did go, goes. the Chevy dealer down the street actually has trucks on the lot now. Yeah. So I that mean, was interesting. They and might they have better inventory, but they're still charging additional dealer markup or accessorizing with all sorts of crap you don't want and it's Ooh, overpriced. I saw a new Corvette the other day in that they have like a blue that's almost like the Shark blue, the Porsche blue, but okay. it's um kind of more metallic. It yeah. looks really good. Like the, the C8 Corvette? Yeah. Oh, nice. It looks really good. I like that car a lot. Just the looks of it. But I, I don't, don't. No, I love it. I don't mind it, but it does seem very derivative. Like every time I see it, like for that first split second, it's like Ferrari. No, Corvette. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a Ferrari and a Corvette um, nose to tail yeah. at Good Vibes this week, and it is kind of remarkable how much they do look like each other at first glance. Right. They it's, are, of course, super different. Right. But yeah, from the front especially what's the proportions mid-engine you have the the short you know front end and well they've got like some of those new ferraris are super angular angular so it's got that kind of look too right yeah i don't know i i like it it's the this one and the last corvette are the first two corvettes that i haven't I, that i think i would actually buy since the stingray the original stingray but yes. i had one of those and nobody wants those your 50th no. is coming up Stop it. <laughs> it is not. In a couple of years. In seven years. Still sir. coming up. It's still a <laughs> I am closer to forty than I am to fifty. Let's just leave it at that. True. Jeez, True. that hurt. <laughs> There's not a lot that, that that made me sad. My my buddy was disappointed yesterday when he went to the car wash and he got the unexpected senior discount for the car. She saved three oh, bucks no. and he's like Well, it's three bucks off, but he was kind of offended yeah. <laughs> that he thought he was a senior. I'm like 
you paid cash and you had exact change. Of course you're a senior. <laughs> it was because oh. his car wash was $30.99. Right. And he took a picture he of the receipt. He did not take out the change. It said exact, it said uh, cash payment and a change was zero, zero. So he must have paid. Who has coinage on him I like don't, that? Senior seniors, citizens. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they just didn't count the penny because of, yeah. let's face right. it, a Nobody penny is it. worthless right now. Right. Yes. But uh, yeah, so that that that's that reality when you get older. But I do get like, and it's I don't know how they figure out. And maybe this has happened to you, but I get I've gotten things from AARP before. Oh, I used to get mail from them all the time. Yeah. I think it was for some much older Sarah Fairfield. Like, oh, they but, just had you wrong. Yeah, I don't know why. Why they? Yeah. Well, the odd thing is, is this you is in my twenties. I would get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got I got mm-hmm. my membership card like in my twenties or something like that. And I don't think you have to be a senior to to be a member. But you don't get a lot of the perks or right. whatever. Right. It's, so it's a weird point? thing, yeah. Well, you get to be a card-carrying member, apparently. Ooh. I got a first responder discount last week. Or not last week, I'm sorry, last year. How'd you do that? I was an EMT. Yeah, you were. I was, at Dan- I was buying my boots at Danner, the outlet store in Portland, and the guy's like, oh, are you first responder? And I was joking. I was like, I mean, a long time ago, it goes, good enough. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You're so like, he gave right. me, an, I think it was an extra 10% off. That was cool. There you go. Yeah, not going to complain. But I've never... <laughs> Okay, I maybe have used my uniform to see free movies before. I still have my college ID card so that I can get student discounts at the movies. Does it work? Yes. Does it not have the year on it? Correct. Ah. What college is it from? UC Davis. Oh, nice. They used to just give you a sticker for the year that you were enrolled, and you would just put the sticker on, and so I peeled all the stickers off. That's how our our high school ID was. had a sticker on it. Do you remember having a high school ID? Oh yeah, in the junior high too. I didn't. I didn't go yeah. to junior. Grayson uh, missed his uh, junior high orientation last week. Like it was the day that they give you like the the books and you pick up your PE uniforms and all oh. that stuff and get your picture taken for the yearbook. So my niece is on Tuesday. She's doing her. Yeah, his is his makeup day is this Wednesday, but I can't figure out if they're taking his picture on Wednesday or not. So I have to email the school to figure out. And all all that changes is what shirt he's going to wear. Basically, he's going to wear a t shirt or he's going to wear something with a collar. Why do you have to wear a collared shirt? Just because they want you to be fancy. Well, because if it's his yearbook photo, it'd be nice to actually have like a decent picture. Oh, oh, oh. But nobody um, looks at the yearbook very much after school anyway. No, no. But, but I uh, get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And we but picked them out that, that early in the year, though. It seems early for yearbook photos. Yeah, that would just be like an ID photo. But I, it, they're just killing two birds with one oh, stone. Yeah, it, that same photo it. gets used on your ID card and then yeah. gets used in the yearbook. Uh, but I'm not sure how that all goes down because. In this day and age, you have to pick pick out your picture package online, and so when I did that, and then the email said the pictures are going to be taken on this date, mm-hmm. and then like August twenty fourth or something like that, and that's the makeup date. So I don't know if Grayson's actually getting his picture taken this week or on that makeup date later in August. It's crazy that they're all going back to school already. Yeah, his like, first day is the is the fifteenth. This I will be this will be the first year my niece and nephew go to different schools. Because your niece is going... Because she's going to junior. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's weird. It's so weird. Like, kids growing up is just weird. You're growing up, too. I know. It makes me feel really old. So maybe I am closer to 50. When your niece graduates high school, you can take her, pick her up in your vet. <laughs> what? The what? one you're getting when you turn 50. I'm not getting a vet when I turn 50. <laughs> or probably ever, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I would. Uh, I don't know. I think I'd buy a GT4 before I bought, but Jeanette, bought a vet. Jeanette had that in her mind. She's like, oh, I, I want a, a vet when I'm 40. And so I brought one home from work and uh, took her out for, it was a Z06. You know, Z6. It was a C7 Z06. 
and uh, took her out for a drive, and she's like, nope, don't want it. Yeah, they're not good. It was, I think for her, it was just scarier than she expected. Oh, yeah. And then the, the sight lines, like she didn't realize like the hood was just so damn long from the driver's seat. And she's like, ah, this is too big. Such a big car. Yeah. Too big. So then she decided that she just wants like a, a, a Cayman or Boxster. Yeah. Like that's something more her speed. I did like the one thing that I liked about my 76 was it was kind of like a Batmobile. Yeah. But it was red, but it was still like kind of had some cool like lines to it. But other than that, that was that car was awful awful yeah nobody's gonna fight you on that one 352 yeah no uh no and the they all have problems with the fenders crack yep like right along that that ridge crease yeah right on the ridge i mean that thing is burning a fire for all i care so jeanette is uh packing this actually today because tomorrow afternoon she's departing for her first international business trip to london Fun. That's cool. So she's all excited, but the best part is, is she had me pick up a five-pound bag of Krusty's pancake mix, so that she can take it to London to give to a colleague. Because apparently, getting American-style pancakes in England is impossible. Wait, wait, wait! But isn't a pancake a pancake? No, in England, a pancake—what they call pancakes—are crepes. They're really thin. Oh, yeah. I know what a crepe is. Right. But that's nothing like a American-style pancake. And apparently, she can't find pancake mix and out like there. like Bisquick or anything? You can make it out what of is, ingredients. What is it? It's like flour. I mean, it's super basic. Oh. But for whatever reason, Jeanette's like, all right. So I picked up a five-pound bag. Of, well, but maybe there's something about that mix that has a flavor that maybe. they want. Or they maybe. maybe they were here. I don't know. I don't, I'm not I a big just, pancake fan. She, she, she finds it amusing that... Out of all the things that she, because she she asked her coworkers, "Hey, I'm coming. You guys want anything? You want me to bring anything?" And her, her colleague was, like, "Yes, pancake mix." And she's like, "Oh, that totally caught her by surprise." I assume she's gonna put it in her checked bag and not try to pretend that it's not Coke. Uh, she's carrying it on. She Jeanette hates checking bags, and so she's going for a week, but everything fits into a carry on, yeah. so she's just gonna carry it on. But it's in the retail packaging. It's in the vacuum formed oh, crusties bag thing so. i assume it's fine do you follow the tsa on instagram no it's pretty funny like they the random cracks i just follow because it's interesting to see what people try to get all the through. knives and nunchucks yeah. and, and, it, and they always they they're super like punny about stuff and like what you can and can't do but it's pretty funny it's not a thing that i ever would have thought i would be interested in but there you go a well-run social media account can be far more interesting than the reality absolutely the the, <laughs> the name for the account it's tsa but it's travel tips and dad joke hits oh i didn't even see that part yeah, yeah it's, it's right up on there yep and how not to pack in a jiffy it's all about peanut butter some guy put some uh weed pens and peanut butter and tried to get it through uh yeah, yeah and he, he tried packing them in peanut butter so the dog wouldn't find it. Dogs yeah. love peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It has nothing to do with the drugs. Well, and it's also the thing, like, I think most states now is, like, recreationally legal, so you don't need to take this it. This is video of dudes if playing ping pong oh, yeah, with a that. stanchion in their uh, slide, uh, slip-on sandals and a tennis ball. There was oh. some guy in a um, in a hammock. He had strung a hammock up at the gate. And he's like laying in his hammock. Oh damn! Which apparently you can do a lot of stuff at an airport. This and guy get away has, with it. This guy had uh, a box that contained ankle and wrist weights, and then inside the ankle and wrist weights are gun parts that they were trying to smuggle through. What? Don't they know they X-ray stuff? People are so stupid. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. 
It's just some of the stuff that they try to get through is just stupid. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, couldn't you just mail some of that stuff anyways? You oh, can't for sure. Mail guns, I don't think, very easily. No, but like pieces, though, right? It's not like it's assembled into a. Oh, I mean, I I, I've never tried to mail a gun. So I have no idea. Well, if you want to go on vacation with your guns, I mean, how could you like <laughs> mail them to yourself in advance so you can shoot them when you get there? I don't know. I have no idea. I've never Not felt the need that to. I need to worry about. No, I've never felt the need to do that. Mail myself a firearm. No, I can't say I have either. No. But have you ever been requested to bring like an odd item or something? Because like when I go to Japan on business, I, I've had requests for like chocolates or, or certain like for whatever reason like my coworkers, their spouses when they lived in California they all fell in love with Bath and Body Works and so their spouses That's kind are, of a culty thing yeah and they're yeah, like yeah. oh can you bring some soap or some right. lotion or whatever so I've ferried out soaps and lotions a couple of times to Japan on nothing that like I can think of but I'm sure well I used to have uh some of our team members were they lived in Canada, so I would have them bring kokanee beer, yeah, which is disgusting. But my, my neighbor was from New Zealand, and whenever she went home to visit family, she would go on a shopping spree and buy a whole bunch of Lee uh, of Levi's of denim oh, Levi's yeah, yeah. pants and bring them with her over there because <laughs> buying a pair of Levi's there would be like 200 bucks for a pair of pants. That's yeah, name brand clothes and shoes and stuff are apparently really expensive in New Zealand. Interesting. Yeah, so she would do that. So that's why I was just kind of wondering. I mean, you guys have both traveled, so I didn't know if you guys have ever had requests. I literally can't think of anything that... I'm sure I have, but nothing that's yeah. like, oh, that was super weird. I don't have any <laughs> friends, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to do it. <laughs> Nobody asked me to bring anything. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've had it go the other way. Like We used to go to Boston, and before you could get... Um, Yingling, Yingling beer, beer before you could get that in you would Boston. Bring beer back? Have, no, I'd have people ship it out. Oh, okay. Or drive it out. Or you used to be able to, Magic Hat number nine, you could only get in and around Vermont. So I had a friend that lived back there and he used to, it was mostly me asking. We've brought home weird shit. Like, I like getting green tea Kit Kats from Japan. Those are yeah, good. Those are good. Really good. The green tea, the, I've had sake Kit Kats. I've had a bunch of, like the wasabi ones. But the, the jelly ones. I've had bake it yourself Kit Kats. What does that mean? You put it in like a toaster oven and cook it. Really? Like a dessert. I have not had that. But does it melt? Well, because it does it still have chocolate on it, or do you add the chocolate after? No, it's like a the the coating is like a thing that gets baked on. Oh, okay. interesting. Where yeah. does that come from? That Japan, was from Japan. Japan. That sounds awesome. Jeanette's got like a a little list of things that she's gonna look for and try to find while she's in Japan. So one of them is like actual Cadbury eggs. London, you mean? You mean yeah, London. in London. Yeah. yeah, because in uh, in the U.S., the Cadbury we have sucks yeah. compared to like the the original. Yeah. So she's gonna try to find some Cadbury stuff. The um, well, I mean, some of that stuff you can get now here, like Heinz brown sauce, is pretty good. Okay. I don't know what it is, but it's decent. I like the flake. Um, that's a kind of English candy bar. Okay. A flake. I'll ask. Um, maybe I'll I mean, add that to my little yeah, wish list. Maybe I want a flake. Yeah, you can try it. I don't need one necessarily because they're <laughs> milk chocolate. And honestly, I've kind of aged out of the milk chocolate portion of my life. You down oh, to the, it, the it's dark a Cadbury chocolate? Thing. It's a Cadbury flake. Yeah, most of the stuff is Cadbury branded. Like most of the stuff here is like Hershey, Hershey or Nestle yeah. or something. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, 
so yeah, my wife's all excited. Like she's going for a day and a half of work. How long is she can be there though? She leaves Monday. Oh, no, yeah, she leaves Monday and she, com- and she comes home Saturday. Oh, that's cool. But her actual day of work is just Thursday and then like a, a pre-meeting kind of prep thing on Wednesday afternoon. I get to go to Minneapolis at the end of the month. Oh, you for... excited? Yes. No. More team building? Uh, we have some meetings, but it's basically like I have three days of travel for four days or for four hours of meetings. Do you have to dress up? No. they So, no. There's a weird thing at the company I work for where during the summer you can literally, they say basically like if you wouldn't get arrested in it, we don't care what you wear. So one piece swimsuit? Like I, mean, the, I guess the you could. At? You could. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, so that's I. That's not Jill. Yeah, I shorts and a t shirt, I guess. Yeah. Which is cool because that's what I prefer, anyways. Yeah. The, the last few times I've had to show up to the office, I've been wearing shorts and t shirt. It's kind of nice. Yeah. I'm sure nobody cares. No, because nobody pretty much there. nobody's there. Yeah. Yep, which is the nice way to do it. So, uh, well, I hope she has a good time. I want to travel, but I've got no plans. It'll be interesting that. to see how she does because, I mean, she loves to travel, but. This is actually her first time internationally all by herself, and I'm sure she'll figure everything out fine, but she's just trying to figure out, okay, how do I get from here to there? What yeah. do I do there? Well, at least it's an English-speaking country, and it'll yes, be, and mo- be much easier. easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've actually never been to London. I love London. Really? Yeah. I'm I've not really been. a big city person, but I just loved London What so was much. your favorite part? All of it? Like, I mean, was there... I've never been either. I've only yeah. been... I've been through London Heathrow six or seven times. The airport is not... The experience, I understand that. No. But. no, but I'm trying to think if I've even ever flown into Heathrow. I think I've only flown in through Paris. Oh, okay. So I don't know. I haven't even been to the airport. We did We did some museums, mm-hmm. went to the British Museum, which I know everything in there is stolen, but it was amazing. Um, just seeing all this incredible, really old stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the city was just, I don't know. It's pretty beautiful. Right. I mean, the Thames is kind of brown. It's not the best, not the prettiest river in the world. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just it was so. How long ago did you go? Uh, 2010. Okay, that's one of there. I think we spent like three days in the city, and we went by you know Shakespeare's Theater, whatever they call that. The Globe. The Globe. Yeah. Yes, that's what's cool. called. Did you do Stonehenge? We didn't go out of the city. Okay. Um, we, you know, went by the palace and Big Ben. I've heard Big Ben, big ben is not as big as you think. It's it not is. very big. Yeah, it's interesting. No. Really? Uh uh-uh. uh. That's what I've heard, yeah. Uh maybe at the time it was probably yeah. the biggest thing around. Right. And it's just the name of it now, but yeah. I, I looked into buying tickets because Grayson doesn't start school till the week after. I was like, Oh, maybe we can join. Oh, because yeah, I mean yeah. the hotel's it's probably expensive. It. it was yeah. It was uh just in cheapo economy. Seats. It was over five grand for Grace and I to, to get tickets. Whoa. Last minute summer flights are not going yeah, to be cheap. Yeah, that's crazy. Did but, you did you go see like the palace guard and it's like the where they march away and whatever change or? You know uh, what I'm talking about? I think we did. Yeah, the changing of the guard. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what it is. Uh, yeah, and we saw you know guys on horses and um, yeah, saw, there, there's so it's just so much cool stuff like cultural stuff right. and London the ta- the city is really cool. We went to the pubs and mm. the pub culture is truly like a thing. Right, everybody goes to the pub after work. That's awesome. The food was good actually. Really, that's yeah. something I don't think I've heard somebody else. Well, I think say they've before. had like a. I think they knew their food sucked, so I think they've worked on it. Jeanette I would is imagine. Jeanette is excited to try Nando's. Which is a, a Nando's is good. What is a, Nando's? It's a chicken yes. joint. Yeah. Okay. It's a like chicken fried chain. chicken. Yeah. Uh, no, it's like grilled chicken. Grilled chicken. Okay. 
like but seasoned. They, yeah, yeah. It's I want to say it's like almost like a little Indian influence. Uh, like they yeah. have like peri peri sauce and a couple of different flavoring and stuff, but it's a big deal. And it's in the U.S. on the East Coast, but obviously oh. being on the West Coast, they don't have it. Yeah, yeah. And where she's at happens to be like uh, there's a Nando's a couple doors down. Like she's like right next to I guess the Chinatown in London. So she's got a bunch of shopping options. So she's super excited for what she can explore outside of work. Right. So it'll be interesting well, the, it's a good time too because the euro. Well, they're not on the euro anymore. No. no. So the euro was on parity with the dollar. Yeah, that's even, what I was gonna say. They're still on the on the British pound, and it's still that you know twenty percent premium. Except that Jeanette is looking for a designer handbag, uh-huh. and that's dramatically less. Like the same handbag here is something like sixteen hundred bucks. That bag there is a thousand. So it ends up being cheap enough. Bag. I know. Okay. But hey, we have that in watches, so it's so like you know what? It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> My um, she's she's always wanted a you know, fancy designer handbag, yeah. and she's never been able to pull the trigger on it because she has that same stumbling block. It's like, why am I spending so much money on this? But I think the fact that the 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 discount simply for not being in the U.S. Yeah, they don't have like the duty free. Like, if she buys it at the airport, she would, but there's no duty-free tax program, like buying it at a shopping center or a mall in England, but it's just cheaper in England than it is here for whatever reason, so. The, um, when we were in, uh, I want to say we were in France, we were in, like, the Alsace, or not the Alsace, we were in, um, the Basque region of, like, kind of that southern France, Spain thing. I popped, my mom was, I've never heard, I I could probably figure out what it was, but anyway, some designer thing, and my mom wanted to go in the store for whatever reason I went in with her, and they have, I swear this thing was like six inches by six, like this tiny little bag, right? And it was like $4,000. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Was it an Hermes store? Because everything in Hermes is is insanely priced. No, it wasn't that. It was some like the the pattern on the bag. It was like a bunch of dots. And I guess they're known for this pattern. I I don't know. I don't Mm. know what it is. I have no clue. Gucci? No, it wasn't Gucci. Mm. I don't know many others. Yeah, I'm running With out. Dots. Chanel wasn't Louis that Vuitton. <laughs> wasn't wasn't that? But to your, the Louis Vuitton stuff in in France was cheaper than if you would were to get it here. And apparently, it's even cheaper in France than it is in England. Like it's, it's interesting enough that like certain brands in certain countries have different prices. Yeah. And then like um, Jeanette's all excited to go to check out the Harrods department store. I've heard I've heard of Harrods. And did you go to one of those when you were there? No, oh. I don't think we did. And with the Harrods, they'll have like boutiques within the store. Mm-hmm. So they'll have like a Louis Vuitton store right. within the Harrods. But those are those depend on what region you're in. So I think where she's at in London, it's the Gucci stores within the Harrods. And like Louis Vuitton is in France or something like that. But she's just excited to check out. Yeah, you know English fashion. That'd be cool. And shopping be a, and explore and new country to go see. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's easy to get around the whole city too on the underground and on the tube. Mind the gap. Yes, is that what they tell you? So you don't—is that like just the the space between the train and the and platform? The platform yeah. Yes, it's, you'll see it in all the tourist shops. This sh- you know, the, there's the symbol and it says "Mind the Gap." And oh, <laughs> that's like their uh, I Heart New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is that kind of overplayed. Yeah, I would. I would like to go. I mean, I just have never had a chance to go to England. England isn't really high on my list of places to go see. Like, I, I wouldn't mind going, but it's not a priority. I want to go to Scotland. 
I, I, I yeah. would like to do like a road trip all yeah. the way around like Scotland, and I want to do Ireland. Also. I want to do yeah, Portugal, awesome. and I want to do Spain. Spain looks like California. Spain. Well, it depends on where you are. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, different parts of Spain are totally different. Um, the northern part of Spain and around um, Barcelona and border with France and the mountains and stuff that is really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. All the stuff around Madrid and stuff is like oh, brown hills. Yeah, uh, trees. Seen that. Like looks, yeah. looks just like California. <laughs> right. <laughs> but there's a castle on that hill over there. Right. Like that's the big, biggest difference. <laughs> it is. It is a trip when you're in Europe and they're just like castles everywhere. It's yeah. not a big deal, right? And yeah. stuff's actually old. Where here, it's like fake old. Yeah. yeah. When, when I was out there for uh, my birthday uh, in Germany and then Austria and the Czech yeah. Republic, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the old part of town. And you're like, oh, okay, what's that mean? It's like, oh, this is you know 1400. Yeah. Oh, all right, that that is old. Yeah. This, uh, you know, there's a little mural down the road from here. It says 1883, I think is what it is. That's how old Orange is. And that feels kind of old for Southern California. Yeah, um, absolutely. But still, I mean, it's not old, old. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it is It is really cool, though. A um, sense of history is, is kind of weird to, to actually experience in Southern California. Well, I think what's got to be cool, too, about, like, London is so much stuff in history happened in that city, right? Like, there's so much that's just right there. It's really dense yeah. in that aspect, right? And I love I love history stuff, so that'd be really cool to see. Yeah. So well, hope, maybe, maybe she falls in love with it and we have to go back as a family. We'll find out. There you go. Or she'll, <laughs> or she'll be like, yeah, it wasn't worth it. Yeah. I'm we'll sure see. it'll be great. Yeah, we'll see. Well, wish her luck. Yep. That I will. I'm, I think she'll like it. She probably will. I think she'll just like. I think for her, it's the first time, first time she's had a chance to, well, travel internationally for work, but also have an actual time to herself to explore. And so it'll be interesting to see what she comes up with and what kind of fun she gets into. It's cool they let her stay. Yeah, you know, like extended. A her little bit. her company is super conservative with travel in that they want to make sure she's there on time. So even though she doesn't have to be anywhere till Wednesday afternoon, they don't want her flying on Tuesday. Because Just she, in case. Right, in case sure. the flight's canceled or delayed, so she's flying Monday. Mm. And then because she wraps up on um, on Thursday evening, just in case they need to do anything, they still have that Friday available, and then she flies on Saturday. So there's all sorts of time padding yeah. in her in their schedule so that if everything goes to plan, she's going to have a ton of free time, which is going to be awesome for her. Well, hopefully it's not like when I went to South America and it took me three days to get there. She doesn't have to make a connection. She's on a direct flight, so mm. that simplifies things. And she's flying business class for the first time, so she's all super excited. Oh, that's going to be dope. Because sort of that that trip, like, I mean, flying to Europe in economy from here sucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. Well, that now that she's had the taste of the United Club Lounge, she knows she's going to actually get to the airport early because mm -hmm. she knows she has lounge access because of flying business class. Mm -hmm. So then she's going to be able to relax and, and have a good time basically at the airport before she has to fly. So that's cool. she's all pumped for this trip. And it was all total last minute thing. So That's awesome. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I saw my passport the other day and I realized I need to. My to passport expires next April and I'm trying to figure out when I want to renew it. Mine expired during the pandemic. And it was a pain in the ass to get a new one. How long did it take you to get yours? Um, well, to be, even be able to send it in was like almost a year. Oh, because they, they were closed just, it. Yeah, they yeah. said don't. They said don't do it. We're not taking them. We have nobody to work, so we're just not going to do it. And then eventually, um, 
they kind of opened it back up and it w- wasn't that it took a long time to get it back it was that there was no certainty that you were going to get it yeah right so that was kind of a pain in the ass. yeah i don't have any international travel planned but a lot of times it comes through last minute so like i don't know when the ideal time is to send it in start now yeah yeah. yeah, or in the next two months, because some countries have uh, weird rules where if your passport expires within six months, yep. they won't take they it. They won't yeah. take it, right. which I find stupid. Like, yeah. what's an yeah. expiration date for then? It's but- because I think their their own internal travel visa is longer than that period, and they don't want the travel visa to expire after mm-hmm. your visa after your passport does right. or something weird like that. So- well, it used to be too, from what I understand, that if you let your passport expire, you were basically had to get a new passport but they've changed it i think you can renew it within five years now of expiration oh yeah. dave and i just did ours this spring mm-hmm. and it was pretty fast we didn't do expedited or anything at all um we did the pictures sent them both off at the same time and like three four weeks kind of thing i think it was um five weeks maybe that's not terrible no. yeah all right I'll, I'll get a haircut i'll I did stress though because they send your old passport back in another thing, yeah. and like they, it took forever to get my old one back to the point where I was like, I guess it's just lost. And yeah, I was and I kind of want you want it back because it has all the passport well, stamps. And, and mine has like I have stamps from Ushuaia and like all these other places that like like Poker Creek. I have like yeah. places that nobody goes. Right. You know, so it was like that would have been a bummer. And they're like they're like park stamps and stuff that are totally different. But I mean, they're not official. Right. You know well, fair I mean? enough. It's still memorabilia. Oh, yeah. Like the one it was cool. So when we were crossing, I went over from um, from Yukon into uh, into Alaska. It's the and Ryan is wearing the perfect. Alaska oh, I am wearing last year. I didn't buy this. This was a gift from a friend. Um, but so it's the most northern land border crossing in like North America and you go, it's only open like half the year because otherwise you can't get to it. It's all snowed in. And we got there and the guy's like, Hey, passports, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, one of the guys like, Oh, I just have my passport card. He's like, are you sure you don't want to get your passport out? Hey Ryan, move your hands. I'm gonna take a picture. He's all, Hey, are you sure you don't want to get your passport out? And he's like, no, it's fine. So he comes back and they, it's, it's funny. The sign says population three cause it's the three guys that work there and they all <laughs> volunteer. And apparently they all, they like working there. But uh, he came back and there's this really cool stamp. It's a moose. And it says, well, I think it says Poker Creek or something like that. And then the guy was like, well, what the heck? He's like, just pull your bike over and get your get your passport. It was cool. So there's like stuff like that that you don't want to lose. Yeah, you know? exactly. I like that Japan's an actual sticker. Yes, with a with a with like a QR code almost looking thing yeah. on it. Yep. Mount Fuji. Yeah. And then mine actually, the last time I went, I actually had to get a visa. So it's got a laminated like label that covers up a, a, a page. Right. So that's that was kind of new and different. When I came back from South America, I flew. Your, your shirt's been posted as a story. Oh, there you go. I flew uh, from and your nipple. Excellent. I flew from you know from South America into Mexico City. That's where my connector was, and the guy, the the whatever the what do you call it, immigration guy, was such a jerk. Like he was literally yelling at people. And he looks at my pass, my gets my passport, flips to like the furthest page he could find, and stamps it. <laughs> I was like, "Why, dude?" Like, <laughs> some of the guys, some of those guys, they pick their page, yeah, and like th- that's what they just do on everyone. Um, it was just weird, yeah. And then there was one guy too. Uh, I can't remember if I was going into Argentina or into Chile when I was in South America, and the, the um, person behind me or in front of me was like, "Oh yeah, that guy's in a really bad mood." They had been there for a little bit, like watching this guy. And he was telling people to like basically screw off. Like, nope, oh. get out of here. Nope, get out of here. And I, I got up there, and so I was just like really polite. Yeah. And, like, and he was just grumpy, but he was not a problem. I think that's kind of the way it is. Every time I fly into L.A., 
it's just every time I go through customs returning from international travel in LA, every single one of those immigration officers are just dicks. Yeah. Like, why? I don't know. Seems like a shit job. It, I'm not saying that the job is easy, but at the same time, it's like, I think it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you're going to be a dick to everybody, people are going to kind of be dicks back to you. But sure. if you're happy and cheerful, then maybe they'll be happy and cheerful back to you. Maybe it's like a self-selecting career where cops, you know, yeah. like it's a personality thing. Right. The chip on the shoulder kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> the worst one was coming from Sas- uh, Saskatoon into Montana. The guy was such a jerk. So I'm on a motorcycle and you take your helmet off. and you know, it's, yeah. like, it's an ordeal, right? The guy was like, oh, I feel like I should look through your bags. I'm like, okay. okay. Dude. So he freaking pulls all my luggage apart, all my panniers. And then I'm like, hey, can I pull over? And it's the middle of nowhere, Montana, too. I said, can I pull over, you know, right over here and like get my stuff situated? And he leans, like leans out and looks left, looks right. And he goes, well, I don't fucking see anybody. Do you? I was like, so is that a yes? Like, yeah. he was just such an asshole. Mm. I was like, why? What is the point? But I was I was coming back from Canada once, and I um, I was tired. Like, we had gone to a hockey game the night before, and I had a Vancouver Canucks hat on. The guy's like, well, what'd you do in Canada? And I was like, uh, totally space. He's like, did you go to a hockey game? I was like, oh, yeah, I totally did. <laughs> but there was the Canadian guy. He was, yeah, he was yeah, messing totally with me. He was pretty funny, yeah. Um, anyways, that's, that's it. That's my story. Well, Anyways. guys, my ears hurt and yep. my butt hurts. It's time to get up and do things. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Ungrown Ups podcast, and for this, we apologize. <laughs>